वन टू थ्री जी हेलो माय पीपल माय फ्रेंड्स माय नेशन ऑफ ब्रदर्स एंड सिस्टर्स अ टिप ऑफ द कैप एंड अडैप्ट टू द ब्यूटीफुल पॉडकास्ट लिसनर्स थ्री गाइस ऑन यू नो द वन टू ब्लैक टू स्ट्रॉन्ग जस्ट कीप इट ऑनेस्ट एंड फनी एंड वी ऑल गेट अलोंग the topics at hand they go deeper than black and white you see something you say something like no you're not fucked up punk if you shoot your mouth off deal with uncle randolph get popped and locked in a dance off or it's the verbal maltoff the wise warrior and klein dropping dimes his perception of punchlines will blow your mind and just in time is that tim miller or someone from 3SBN the nation that was formed because tim couldn't attend elton pop 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 a sock hey wood turn up seed smooth jamaican romaine so i'm sure there'll be weed might have rust green a chris milner the english bay a frankie french with a frankie tail coming your way the alexandro fam the black guy who tips chadwick a jl telling us what it is maybe an appearance from Whatever it is, just kick back, relax, and roll up your sleeve. I'll say it one more time: all you cool cats can stay, but bitches leave. Bitches leave. Bitches leave. Bring your kids. Breathe. Hey. What's up with y'all? Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. We got someone sitting in. Well, who we got with us today? Dominic Rivera. Yes, Dominic Rivera. The ladies love him. Dr. from the PR. Dr. from the PR. <laughs> Dr. from the PR. That's a good one. That's a good. One. We are three guys on. How you guys feeling? Everybody good? Is your Monday going? On? Is it 30 degrees or 70 degrees? That's exactly what I was about to say. Knows. Depends on the weather. Who the fuck knows? We had people with shorts on walking around on Wednesday and uh, snow on Thursday morning. Short shorts, too. Yeah. They bust out the summer shit in February. Who knows? Hope you guys are feeling all right. Hope you guys enjoyed Sweet Sweet Liz last week. I was seeing a lot of stuff floating around. Apparently, you guys all love some Liz. Who doesn't, though? Yeah. Yes, sir. You know? We all do. Dom, you went you went and did a show with her, right? Yeah, she's a funny together? man. She's funny. Yeah, yeah, that was that weekend. Yeah, last weekend, right? Yeah. She was in town. She was so funny. She <laughs> tore it up and down. She did what? D.C. She was out in my neck woods in the in Lowen County. Tally Ho Theater. Yeah, yeah, I was there. I went to that one. Petey was there for that one too. Yeah, yeah. He he, he got some. In fact, Liz posted a video of the her dealing that with the heckler. Shot? That was yeah. Petey. Rec- I was standing right next to him. He was recording it. Yeah. See, I don't think to do that shit. I'm yeah. like, I got to get this. This is going to be good for social media. <laughs> <laughs> and Petey, I'm like, Petey's like recording. I was like, oh, right. Yeah. He's on someone top of might want to watch that yeah, later. World so. star. So um, Andy and I did, did a little bit of an interview with a young lady who has a tour of comedians on the road for female comedians. It's called the Cake Comedy Co- Tour. That's C-A-K-E Comedy Tour. You that's, can go uh, Here's the comics. Because their names spell cake. Right. Carrie Gravenson, C. Uh, a is Abby Crutchfield, mm-hmm. the K is Caitlin Bailey, and the E is Aaron Judge. Four great comics. Uh, two of them are in New York. Two of them in, are in L.A. So they, I guess they uh, meet up and go on these tours. I'm actually looking at the website. It's cakecomedy.com. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, we talked to Caitlin about the tour, which is coming through D.C. in April, April 25th. 
And our own Frankie French is opening. Yes, Frankie French. And Erica Nolan, who another, another comic from the D.C. area, is also yeah. going to be on the show. So we were able to grab her up a little bit and talk to her for a few minutes. And uh, we hope you guys enjoy listening to it. And this is some knowledge you can get because they're they're against the wall as far as ticket sales. Not to say against the walls, but they do have a time frame on it. So Yeah, you got to buy. If you want to buy tickets, buy them sooner rather than later. Just go right. to cakecomedy.com. Uh, but here's us talking to Caitlin Bailey. Caitlin Bailey. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Fantastic. Did you, uh, are you the originator of this comedy tour that you three? I am. I, how many of it are you? How many women are you on the tour now? It's four. It's the four of us. So it's Carrie Gravenson, Abby Crutchfield, Caitlin Bailey, that's me, and Aaron Judge, and our initials spell cake. Okay. Huh. Okay. I, no, I know of. And everyone likes cake. I know. Of course they do. I know. Right? Of, I know of Aaron and, and Abby. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, they're they're great. Abby's ago. Abby's filming the second season of her TV show out in LA, right. so she's she's a big deal. It's great. Right. What made you guys want to put this all together? Well, we toured as a pink collar comedy tour for four years, so we've been okay. we've been together for four years now. Why the name change? Uh, they finally admitted to me that they hated it the whole time, and then <laughs> after four years it took together, four years? they finally got the balls to tell me. Yeah, that's what happened. It took four years. Okay. It took yeah. It took four years for them to be like, um, we love you. We hate uh, <laughs> listening to you talk about the, the socioeconomic status of low status wage work for women. We uh, we hate it, and we want you to stop doing it. Okay. So I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, at least everybody was agreeable about it. Yeah, we figured it out. I, you know, we got drunk and then drove and then talked about it. So, you know. so there wasn't four years of passive aggressive comments that you look back on. They, they, we were all grown ass ladies, so it was. <laughs> you know, it's it, it, they've all done shows with dumb names. You know, we've all done like tits and sass and yeah. you know four titties to talk into a microphone. It's amazing or yeah. like lipstick comedy. So you know, what on the. the scale of terrible names yeah, like, was, you know like the three guys on podcast which is a terrible yeah, name, it's an awful no, name. Yeah. yeah it is what it is. So is it is it the two guys three guys well it's three, three guys yeah well uh, here's the thing is we were i only hear two well, or am i crazy no no you're not we were originally three three comedians uh Did we started you murder this the other guy yeah he's he's underneath my daughter's uh, bedroom right now. I, I put her down <laughs> there so she can she can lay there and know what can come. You mess with daddy. Uh, yeah, good good example. I'm a great father. I know. No, he he. We've been doing this for seven years now, and over the time, you know, he's he also has had a daughter, so he's had it kind of float in. His name is Tim Miller. I'm Randolph Terrence, Andy Klein, and Tim Miller, and Tim has had to float in and out. So we've had to add in what we call. What has been dubbed by our listeners the Sock Puppet Nation, the Sock Puppets who stand in, who sit uh-huh. in for Tim. So Frankie has sat in for us many times. Uh, she is a favorite because of what Good. what the what the, uh, the nation has dubbed her Frankie Tales. Yeah, she's not even a guy. Uh, yeah. No, I love her. She's uh, she's producing our DC show, so I'm really oh, excited to work with her. Frankie came up with the title for the podcast of More Pickles Than Jars when she's on. Uh, which I think is fantastic. Uh, 
Uh, just last week, we had Miss Liz, Miss Liz Mealy sit in with us. I don't know if you know Liz from New York. Yeah, I, I love Liz. Yeah, she sat in with us on the last two episodes. Uh, she's a great, great friend of ours and a great friend of the podcast. She's great. I envy her balls. Like, she goes to London, and I'm like, I yeah. want to do that. She's yeah. like, let me tell you how. I'm like, no, that sounds really exhausting. Yeah, she's, uh, done, she's done the same with me. I'm like, and I'm going to do what with my wife and child while I'm gone? <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for that month not I'm making any money? <laughs> for that month not making any money? Okay, I, I guess. You know, so we've, we've been doing this for a long time now. So how long? So you said you guys have been on the road for, together for like four years. Yeah, for four years. Are you guys like in a in a van, like a mystery machine, just driving around? Yeah, it's yeah. We're you know we we all pile into the Toyota Corolla and uh, you know make waiters up and down the East Coast uncomfortable. So you know we've been doing that for <laughs> for four years now. Okay. We've also done the West Coast of the Gulf Coast, but we're doing the East Coast again. We're going to go from uh, Boston. Hopefully we'll make it all the way to Charleston, but we'll mm. see how this uh, ticket sales model goes. Who has been setting up your your uh, bookings and venues and all that? Do you guys do that all? Uh, I am. Have, so you just do it all. Yeah. So you're the well. Listen, if you're the point person, whatever the fuck you want to name it should be. <laughs> what the hell happens here? And That's why it took him four years to get at the ball to tell me that I did everything right except the name part. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, look, I'm the one doing all this, and y'all are just long for the who drive? Who does the majority of the driving? Let's do it like. I that. mean, like, look, it's it's definitely a group effort. So I do <laughs> I do the bookings, I do the logistics, and I'm you know I'm talking to I'm talking to you folks, but like Abby's got thirty thousand Twitter followers. We wouldn't be able to do this the tour without her fans. Erin's, yeah. you know, uh, fantastic with, like, logistics, and she's got contacts that, right. like, I would never have dreamed of. And Carrie's actually our CFO, so we wouldn't have any idea whether or not we made or lost money without, you know, Carrie uh, mm. adding all of it up. So, like, it, it, it's a real group effort. So I... I I'm the driver. Right. I, I point in the direction, and then we all we all work together. How long did it take for you guys to get into that into that mode? Everybody to find everybody to find their particular place, and what? I sort of forced the issue by having a panic attack in front of them on day one, and that'll it's been it. just easy breezy ever since. <laughs> that'll, so, that'll do it. You know, <laughs> that, that, yeah, that'll do it. I can see that. Yeah, if you just have a mental breakdown in front of your coworkers, they will pick up the slat. Yeah, so, yeah. You, know, you hope. Right. Yeah, <laughs> or they murder yeah. you. It'll be really awkward yeah, if they just, didn't. Just snot bubble tears and like you know palpitation. Hey, a snot bubble tear is going to win Viola Davis an Oscar, so that that happens. You know, it's already won her a Golden Globe. Where are you guys based out of now? Are you all coming out of New York? No, Carrie and I are based in New York, and Aaron and Abby are in L.A. And right now. They are now. both in L.A. Okay, so you guys yeah. just, you guys just pick a spot, meet up, and just start the tour from there. Yep. Yeah, we're we're gonna meet in Boston and then work our way down. Okay. So well, we're the, selling we're selling tickets for D.C. right now, and then the next up Pittsburgh. When is the D.C. day? Give us give us some stuff on uh, that. April April twenty fifth, but we only have four more days to sell enough tickets, or we're not gonna do the show. Okay. So. Well, this is this. Okay. We'll push. We'll push for you. Um, yeah. April, thank you. April. What's the date on that? April twenty fifth. What's the venue in D.C.? We're gonna be at the Arlington Draft House. Okay. Very exciting. Good. Ah, good. Okay. The D.C. location or the Arlington location. I don't know the answer to that. If they, okay, well, I say it like this: if they say Arlington Draft House, I assume it's the Arlington location. So yeah. we will, we will definitely be pushing that for you. I think Aaron Would Judge. You... I think she was there once featuring for Baron Vaughn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it was her, and was the, the power storm. went that out. That was the storm night. Yeah, I remember that. Both nights, the power went out because there was a major <laughs> oh, storm, wow. and it, it it went out while she was on stage. Both nights. Both nights. 
Wow. Yeah, if like, that's not a sign from God that maybe we should reconsider the venue, <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> Both nights, I remember that. <laughs> but it was cool because everyone in the crowd like literally pulled out their cell phones and lit her up as much as they could mm-hmm. for oh, the rest wow. of the set. And I think she got off stage, and as soon as Baron came on, the power came back on. The first night. <laughs> Both nights. Yeah. Yeah. Both times. <laughs> and Both he, times. she hasn't opened for him since. No, it's <laughs> right. bad luck. Bad luck, Barry. Get out of here. The stink is on you. Right. Get away. Uh, look, you're really talented, but you're just obviously a bad luck charm or a witch. Yeah. So. yeah some, something's wrong. I don't know what it is, but I know what it's not. Uh, but I'm going to blame you. So. Yeah. Where, what's the first date? When are the first dates begin? Uh, we we don't we don't have that yet. We're not allowed okay. to announce that yet. Ah, okay. So you have the Arlington. Yeah, date. but our, our so our first our first uh, so we partnered with Kickstarter to do this new thing where we're asking people to you know like actually support the arts because yeah. um, you know like you know the tour can be a little bit of a crapshoot. You just don't mm-hmm. know whether or not you're going to lose your ass until you like get to the town. You've already printed your T-shirts, your poster, right. rented your hotel room, bought your plane tickets, all that garbage. So we are pre-selling tickets through Kickstarter, and if we don't sell enough tickets, then we'll just skip that town. Okay, so you just kind of skip that. Well, I mean, it is what it is. Hopefully, hopefully it goes. Have you felt? Yeah, I mean, ha- we're about halfway there now. So okay, I think we should be. I think we should be good. Have you been doing well in previous tours as far as the time out on the road? Do you think you have a lot of repeat customers coming back? Absolutely, we've sold out uh, San Francisco, Portland, Seattle, uh, Asheville, Atlanta, but. You know, then we bomb in places like Ashland, Oregon, <laughs> or like some suburb outside of Charlotte to some coked up producer lied to us or themselves about, you know, what they could do. Yeah. And so that's what we're trying to avoid. You know, we're yeah. just trying to, you know, put your money where your mouth is, commit to a ticket, give us the, the juice that we need to get to you, and we're going to have an amazing show. Mm-hmm. I'm, sure, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. I'm sure, Well, I mean, obviously, if you guys. You guys have a lot of years in the game, so this ain't you know, this is not going to be. It's not just four new comedians who are like, let's let's put on a show. No, 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 no. no we've been we've been touring for four years now, so yeah. You know, and and you know, Aaron and Addie, You're right, right. Uh, you know, Carrie's a, a blast, and uh, you know, I've been I've been making waves here in D.C. for three days now. So. Three whole days. Three whole days. Three whole days. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm sure I'm sure that you'll have a lot of love, and we're gonna see you tonight. So you're gonna have a lot of love with us. So you yeah. just come on. Through. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm really excited. I'm excited to meet you all in person. Good, fantastic. Give them the dates one more time that you're gonna be in D.C. Uh, sure, we're gonna be in uh, Philadelphia April 24th. We're gonna be in D.C. April 25th, and we're hoping to be in Pittsburgh April 27th. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this for us, and thank you so much for uh, letting the people know. I'm always for and it's uh, time some honest comedy is coming out. I'm it's for it. cakecomedy.com, right? Is that it? Uh, yeah, it's cake, cakecomedy.com, and you can follow us on Twitter at cakecomedy, uh, and we post a lot of pictures when yeah. we're, we're on the road. So and all the, all the ticket stuff, the, the Kickstarter, all that is on the website, too, Cake Comedy. All I'm of that is on the website. Yeah. Yes. And as soon, as soon as we hit our goal, then we'll link to, like, a regular ticket site, so... Well, you'll be able to buy tickets after we fund, but you should buy them now so that yeah. so that so the show actually happens. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it kind of yeah. helps. That'd be super helpful. It Don't kinda... be a dick. Don't wait. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's kind of helpful. I know. Yeah, Andy's yeah. on the website right now. Yeah, yeah, all the info is there. It's a, yeah, the DC show is posted, so everybody should go to the website and just buy tickets. It's it's a, it's a great show. Do you guys rotate who MCs? Do you have like a hierarchy on on that? Uh, we all we start the show together as okay. a group. And then we, you know, we tag off. But 
Frankie French is going to be um, opening the show for us in D.C. And we've also got Eric and Nolan doing a guest spot. Oh, nice. And, you okay. know, and then the four of us will come out and be like, we're the band. And then, <laughs> yeah. you know, we have a fun we have a fun banter and usually roast each other for a second before starting the, the show show. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. How cool. long is the show time? Yeah. How long do you guys usually go? Seven. We're doing seven o'clock, and then if we sell that out, we'll add another. We'll add another show. Okay. Okay. Great. Yeah. You do about an hour and a half. You do what? Ninety minutes. Yeah, it's a ninety-minute show. Good. Good deal. A full show. Fantastic. When people get their money. Yeah, it's a full. Yes, we do between fifteen and twenty minutes each, depending on how much our openers are doing. But it's a ninety minutes of. Hilarity, wall to wall, <laughs> wall to wall, from front to back, baby. Wall to wall, hilarity, <laughs> front to back. <laughs> well, thanks so much for doing this for us. We we definitely appreciate you. Thank you, you so much for having uh, me. I really appreciate be, it. We'll be telling everybody, and uh, I will see you tonight. I be sure to look for tonight. be sure to look for Randolph and Andy. Ask somebody to point you in the direction of Randolph and Andy. Should I bring a sign like those taxi drivers? You should airport? bring a sign. <laughs> no one's ever no one's ever done that before. And you'd be the first. Yeah, and it would be. I'm an innovator. It would be one of the greatest moments. <laughs> in that room's All right, history. Great. All right. See you tonight, dear. Thanks so much. See you tonight. All right. Thank bye-bye. you. Bye. And that was Caitlin. Be sure to buy your tickets in advance. Pick up your tickets in advance. It's going to be a great show. Get your tickets. Come on out. And not just the ones in this area. If you're in one of the areas that they're going to, look at the website, see where they're going, and buy tickets there. Buy them in advance. Okay? All right? Uh, I Do that. Yeah. <laughs> I can't sell any harder. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all it. I'm capable of. We're done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're so. done. But they do need support, so give them the support. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And now, on with the podcast. <laughs> Gotta go. We had a, yeah. we had a fucking... Bachelorette party last or birthday party last night. Yeah. Fucking, fucking at the green room. Jesus <laughs> Christ! This one party. Girl, this blonde girl, she was like the one up front. Yeah, blonde, loud mouth. I, I started calling her everything but Malibu Barbie. I was like, she looked like Malibu Barbie's fat cousin, Redondo oh. Beach Barbie. <laughs> she wasn't fat though, but she was just like, she was just like, she looked soft. Oh dear lord! Like like, like a lot of a drinking, lot. yeah. <laughs> you know, round that round face drinking. Ruddy, that, that she has a ruddy face. That moon face, yeah. long blonde hair. We'll call her Redondo Beach Barbie. So we just everybody <laughs> was just saying names. <laughs> There's Venice Beach Barbie over there. It is. <laughs> those are good places though. Ponder, yeah, the Ponderosa Barbie, those <laughs> Inglewood <laughs> Barbie. Yeah, <laughs> no, because she didn't look hoodie. Uh, you know, so you can't call her a hood spot. <laughs> you know? Rancho Cucamonga Heart Baker's Bar, Bakersfield Barbie. Bar, <laughs> Bakersville Barbie. <laughs> you know, Barstow. Barbie. Shit like that, you know. Nevada Bar Reno. Reno the Reno Barbies probably. Yeah. Now, now that I think about it. Real America Barbie. Yeah. Yeah, she couldn't shut the fuck up. This one angry lesbian girl, they kicked her out. This bitch threw her gum in the ice. Oh. When she stormed out? No, but that's what got her like uh. she put she put her gum like wrapped it in a little one of those little cocktail napkins and threw it into the ice bin that you know, they yeah. used to Make drinks. That's ballsy. You got to go, bitch. And then she was outside running around just doing a mad tyre. You know what she was? She's the lesbian chick who wants to fight a guy. She's that She's that chick. Is that an archetype? The lesbian I, wants to prove the angry, herself? Yeah, the angry yeah. lesbian. That yeah. wants to fight Roll, a dude? Roll yeah. her sleeves up. Yeah, you see them occasionally. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> they get drilled hard. And Pow! Why did you hit me? You get hit for real. <laughs> and but she was like was phone. she part of that group? Yeah. Okay. 
the name her and her that group I thought that might have been her girlfriend and her girlfriend had the thing of uh her girlfriend looked like the girl who has to deal with like an angry guy all the time like right oh, right again. yeah <laughs> oh. hold it just go outside i'll pay i'll She's just go that person in the group yeah because that group was scattered because when they i guess when they got there there were not a lot of seats together so there were some in the front some in the back uh so there was like just word, random man. pockets of chatty crowd the gir- the birthday girl was not the problem. Usually, that's the problem. Is the if it's a bachelorette yep. party, the girl with the tiara on, yep. uh, the or center the girl, of attention. It's me time, and it wasn't. It was her friends that were just the birthday girl. I think was kind of quiet and trying to enjoy the show. Mm. They probably went because she said, "I want to go see comedy." I want to laugh. And then she, oh, she was actually fun. Yeah, mm. and then she wanted to go see comedy, and all her friends were like, "Drink, fucking, yeah, fucking, drink, talk back drink, to the comedian, drink, drink. You know, let's talk back to him all the time. Everything drink. he says, we're gonna talk back." And so I didn't go on stage, but I just I caught it, and they finally like trickled out like one or two at a time. We're leaving, mm. and then it settled in. The crowd was fine, but it took a, a while. Drink, drink, drink. That that kind of that yeah. kind of horse shit. Yeah, you know. And Friday that's late. How, that's typical Friday late. Typical Friday late. And that's how they were acting, man. They were yeah. acting like fucking... The green room. It's always some shit in the green room on a Friday night. Yeah. yeah. I guess you've all heard by now that we will be... If you saw my post online that the draft, their draft house green room will be closing at the end of the month. We'll be moving our Saturday show to um, D.C., to the D.C. draft house location. We'll Which is doing, a dope-ass location. We'll be starting that Saturday nights. Uh, show started about the doors open at 10:30. We start about 10:45. We'll probably have comics start kind of tr- get there around 10:20 so we can get everything going. Uh, we haven't decided on the format of the show yet, but it's gonna be. We're gonna. I don't. Are I think we it'll last, evolve. Are we gonna last nine years? I don't know, but we'll try know. to evolve it the same way we did before. The green room was uh, well. The draft house in general, in Arlington. But the green room was basically my home club for the last nine years. Yeah. So we did a lot uh, of good work in there. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, a lot of lot of good things happened. Recorded f- my CD there. Mine too, which will be out soon. Blue Magic. I took. Right. I, I'm taking Liz's advice, and I'm just going to set like a release date and mm-hmm. build up to it. So I'm not going to just put it out one day. Mm-hmm. Hey, everyone, click this link. You're not going to Kanye um, it. Just no, drop it. No, she was right. We talked about that a little bit. She was she was right on about a few things. But um, yeah, so we got our CDs out of it. But the green room itself will be. Uh, are we going to have like a, a final? Yes, we've already kind of started talking about it on that Saturday. That final 25th. Saturday, I'm going to host it. Uh, the last open mic. Courtney, who may or may not be here. Yeah, Courtney's on his way <laughs> a little bit. Apparently, did Courtney he text you? I don't know. No, but he he was supposed to be here, but he had a late night. Late night because he's a Bama. Remember though? Okay, now we're switching topics. But Courtney was the original no show podcast guest. Uh, <laughs> Back when we were, first, we were new. We were, you know, probably a couple dozen episodes in. We were recording at Tim's place, and um, the three of us. And we would always, you know, not always. Often we would have a guest on Courtney, Mike Altringham, among the early guests. And one time, Courtney showed up, and uh, we we're just kind of doing the pre-show hangout. And he just and said he gets a text on his he just phone. Said he can't make it. He's like, guys, I gotta, I gotta go take my girl to get ice cream <laughs> he had to drive uh like her and her friends to dc to get ice cream so he left the podcast we hadn't even recorded yet priorities he showed up to record oh. he wasn't just there hanging out he came we were set up the four mics were set up he had headphones on we were about to start and he was like oh uh uh 
Yeah, I gotta. Uh, you gotta believe that excuse though, because he did that right in your. Oh, face. it was it was real. Yeah. Uh, no, it was real. We yeah, knew his wife. It was real. <laughs> yeah, no, we yeah we knew her. So <laughs> so he I left work with her <laughs> to go get ice to take take others to get ice cream. So he's that was the first. Uh, I'm not gonna make the podcast right. moment. So Courtney is, I guess, uh, you know, just yeah, upholding just his reputation. He, she just said he can't make it. He so. can't make it. Yeah. Oh. Because well. he was supposed to be here at, at twelve. And uh, he texted me about five minutes before twelve. I just woke up. Right. I said, "Yo, you set ass. your alarm." <laughs> I was, out with, young, killers, I was no, out with man. the youngins. I was out with the youngins last night. <laughs> of course you were. Well, okay. You had one job. <laughs> you had one job. But twelve isn't. I mean, well, after a hard night, I usually get up around. 11. I was hurting this morning. I stayed out till like two, three, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. My I can't natural. Sleep, I can't sleep past ten anymore. Uh, oh really? Yeah. My natural clock. If if alarms didn't exist and you could just sleep go on your own schedule, my natural body clock I think would default to go to bed at four a.m. and wake up at noon. That's where I always like when there's a several days off like holidays and shit. That's where I always drift to. So I I get getting up at noon or even you know twelve thirty one o'clock. But you're supposed to do the podcast. Set your fucking alarm. Like, yeah, I got something to get up for. <laughs> you use that you ice know? cream. Just take it. Or, you can take it or leave it with the podcast. You know how many people want to get on this podcast? Right, right. You know, we could have had we could have had a number of people <laughs> a sitting. Number in this, of people in the fourth seat today. We yeah. Especially had, after I come on, we could have had D'Angelo. Yeah. We could have had <laughs> once again the crossover with the Big Man Little Man. Big Man Little Man podcast. But uh, you know, we we saved the seat we for Gordon. Save the seat. You know, planning. Something yeah. to talk about. Yeah. You know, I was going to tell the story about Courtney yoking me for Ray Sani. I'll just text her now later. Oh, that's right. For the. Uh, yoke me up in the street. I wrote that thing about. That was my final thing. Is, uh, I got to give a shout out to Courtney for yoking me up in the street that time when I, th- when I thought I was going to end that dude. <laughs> and Courtney picked me up and carried me into the draft house. We can tell the story. Uh, we told it when it happened. Well, yeah, we have told it before. The draft guy house. who was there, the, the, the culprit. Yeah. The reason. I think Courtney kind of put himself in. Is that guy went to Courtney went to high school with that dude? Yeah, this guy shows up to get on the list, and he's very weird, clammy hands. Yeah, cracked out, just just glazed over. But and not Courtney's like, like a like a crackhead. No, no. <laughs> Courtney's like, uh, I know that dude. I went to high school with that dude. He's a crackhead now. Yeah, and we were like, all right, okay, well, um, I don't fuck with. Him. So and he was just a weird dude, and so he wanted to sign up, and was the list was full, and typical shit happens every week. He went in to watch the show a little bit. He came back out. He kind of kept trying to angle to get on and had that Corey Marshall was hosting. Corey Marshall was hosting, yeah. And he had like this intensity about him in his eyes, you know, like, you know, like sometimes you see with people who are drunk where they're Mm -hmm. smiling, but you know that rage is right behind the smile and at any point they could just, fuck you. And, you know, so he had that sort of dynamic about him. And we were all just keeping our distance. And uh, he left. He came back. He had friends there, apparently. Like we didn't know that until later. He had a couple friends in the so show. Crackheads do bringer shows. Well, who's gonna go out with the crackhead, crackhead. friend? <laughs> like that's not gonna end well. Like if your crackhead friends like, hey, you wanna go, wanna go hang out at a bar, see me do comedy? You, you would be like, yeah. You'd, you'd say no, of course not. Or maybe if he makes them laugh, they give him crack. <laughs> that's it. You pay him a crack. So he was just, um, just, just a, a peripheral issue. Yeah, all night. Throughout, like, you know, the first, you know, whatever, half of the show. And then he finally tried one too many times to get on, and that's when Randolph said, look. I said, come on, man. You're come not, you're not getting man. on. Because sometimes people, we would do the thing like, well, if there's room at the end, we mm-hmm. might be able to put some squeeze some people in. Build people's hopes up. <laughs> and this was you telling him, like, 
It ain't yeah, happening. I was like, it ain't happening. I said, come outside, man. Because he'd bother Corey one too many times. Yeah. And I was like, okay, come on. We're going outside, man. Yeah, with his clammy hands. <laughs> yeah. What about that list, baby? <laughs> I said, come on. We're going outside, man. Yeah. And then at first, it was, you were like, break it down. You're like, look, so we got like a lot of comics tonight. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of people come in that we already promised spots to. We There's not enough room for you. I was just, handling him with kid gloves. You know, and he's, at first, he's, again, like a lot of those people with the rage right behind the eyes. He's fine. He's like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then something changes. And then he kind of stiffens up, stands up straight, and kind of steps in a little closer. And then he said to you, uh, about like a scar on your forehead. I have or something. a scar up here. I split my head up when I was young. He said, "Where'd you get the first one?" Yeah, that's exactly what he said. And you said, "You know, implying there's gonna be another." And you so said, what? "What?" And then he he poked you, touched my scar <laughs> with his finger. He poked you on the forehead. Right. That, and then you said. Basically, you you pushed him, him back. You said, "Don't See, touch me." I don't remember pushing him back. Yeah, <laughs> but he was, I do he was, remember. He was getting in your face. The don't touch me. Yeah, you said, "Don't fucking touch me." <laughs> something. That's exactly what I said. I said, "Don't fucking touch me." And man. you just kind of you gave him a, an easy little. You didn't mush him or anything. Yeah, you gave him an easy little push back, and then he swung at you. He squared up. He swung yeah. at me. You ducked it. I weaved the punch. <laughs> he swung and he's if the punch spun him around. He spun into the street. Yeah, like little Mac. Yeah, so he turned around. <laughs> when he had he used all his crackhead powers. <laughs> turned around and was looking at me. I put my hand and I was in my mind. I was like, I'm gonna put this guy down. Hit him with the Willy Wonka. In the street. Well, here's here, here's the way because I was I was kind of next to you. Yeah, I was a few feet away, but I was kind of like uh, next to you. He swung. You kind of ducked the punch or whatever, and then you put your hands up in a fighting yeah. stance. And he at that point had sort of was just off the sidewalk standing on right. the street. So he right. was a couple inches below you. Right. And you had your hands up and you were giving the I, yeah, come I was, on. I told him to come on. Because <laughs> I was giving, giving the, the Bruce you know Lee shit. To, like, you know, the you know what hither. I wanted him to do because I, right, I had my hands up with my left hand. I said, I said come here, man. Yeah, you were giving him the come I hither. I wanted like, him come to come to me because I was going to fucking drill yeah. him with a straight right. And he was he like, was coming in. he was trying to like be a tough guy, like fighting guy. And you were like, come on. I said, come here, come man. On. You, <laughs> come here. And you had your hands up. And then Courtney, out of nowhere, from my right side, just bear hugged me, picked me up off the ground, and just carried me can't You can't fight a crackhead tonight. Yeah. This crackhead molecule. Inside. And Courtney's so strong that I was like, oh. As soon as he grabbed yeah. me, I was like, this is Courtney. <laughs> the crackhead's friends then Courtney's somehow. the only one who could do this. Yeah, Courtney's a, yeah Courtney just like, uh, excuse me. Could you come with me? So the crackhead, his friends came out and like, I guess they sort of saw maybe through yeah. the window. And at that point, of course, it's almost like in that school fight when the teacher shows up. You're like, you're lucky, man. Yeah, he started doing he was, that. He's like, yeah, I was going to kick your ass, man. You're lucky. And his friend's like, yeah, hey, let's get out of here, crackhead. Let's go somewhere else, cracky. First off, that and, uh, fucking where'd you get the first one? That's a great line. That is. That's a great That is. That's a great fucking it, it, line. It confuses yeah. people at first what? Like, they don't know what you're talking about. That's what it's meant to do, to fuck yeah. your brain up, and you don't see that punch coming. Like, yeah. what did he just, boop? Oh, that's what he meant. And then we thought, and so, okay, so we had his name because he signed up. So um, we looked him up online. And we saw his criminal record. He had some criminal assaults. Some his name violence. wasn't Crackhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had some, yeah, he had a couple of assaults. He had some domestic like violence, so like from in shit. Florida and shit. Like he had a he had a rap sheet of of violent behavior. Yeah, of hitting, of giving people that second one. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Where'd you get the first one? <laughs> and then, uh, so we thought we're gonna have to like look out for this dude in the weeks to come. He knows where we are every week. Yeah. A couple weeks later, I wasn't there that night, but he showed up and apologized to you. Showed him apologized. Yeah. Like I'm sorry. <laughs> That's yeah. what crackheads normally do. I took do. a little crack and 
You and know, I, I was just because Courtney was carrying me. I said, "What are you doing, man?" He goes, "I'm saving that guy's life." And <laughs> <laughs> carried me inside as he was carrying me. And I yeah. didn't. It's not like I was fighting back against Courtney or thrashing around. No. I was just like. Uh, he's got me right <laughs> Courtney's got me right. it'd be like if you had grabbed me I'd be like okay well this is just how it goes well. this is just how it goes Courtney man. and his vice grip <laughs> I guess I can't break this grip this is how it goes and I'll where I, wherever Courtney puts me down that's just where I'll be <laughs> yeah <laughs> so he carried me yeah. in and sat me down that's the Courtney Farrington story right kept me from because I wanted to end that and then dude. the crackhead's friends came out and to move him they just pulled out a laser pointer <laughs> yeah <laughs> just put it on a wall like a little cat <laughs> yeah just he just followed that shit around for a while what? Now, what? He's if I had bar. been fighting with that guy and they came out, I would have started fighting them too. It probably, yeah. I, in my mind, I probably would. Oh, you, you told me you want some of the shit. Yeah, I would've, it would have been like that. Oh, that would have been world superstar. <laughs> yeah, and I'd have been on my own because he had a bunch of comics. Those they ain't ghetto doing kill Bill and shit. <laughs> they, yeah. they ain't doing nothing. Yeah, uh, that's, that's the what, somebody threw a drink on Tim one time. That's a great story I because we were of throw hands again because of something people didn't quite know about that Greenhouse night. Chronicles. Yeah, yeah, the green room. Yeah, green the, room. this is early in the days. A lot of stuff, man. This is when the it's stage of stories. stage was against the back wall, but we moved it to the corner of the yeah. back wall. But we didn't uh, have an actual stage yet. Shout out to Ramin for building one. Building the stage. Yeah. Um, we were just on the floor. So there was a night that this is the wrinkle to this this story. Before this night, this Saturday, like a, a week or two before, I was doing the Thursday showcase in the green room uh, when Will Hessler used to run it. Before Ramin ran it, <laughs> so I did. I did the closing set, and then afterwards, this girl and her friend walk up to one of the comics, and they were like, "What's this open mic thing? How do you get on that?" And then the guy was like, "Oh, that's the guy over there. Go talk to him." And so they come over to me. One of them had taken the class at the Improv, okay, and her friend was there with her. So the one who wanted to do comedy, like she was asking me all the questions. I was like, "Yeah, you know, come out on Saturday, sign up, get here ten o'clock, sign up. We start at ten thirty. Um, don't always get on. We have a lot of comics. We try to get everybody on, on and on. I just gave her the rundown. So a couple weeks later, she shows up and she's like, "Hey, I'm like, oh, what's up? Yeah, sign up here." And and I think actually that night she didn't sign up. She just decided to watch. So she sat up front. That particular night, there was almost like last night, a lot of tension. There were a couple mm-hmm. rowdy, drunk, talky groups. And there was one that was kind of stage left that was doing a lot of talking. But then as the show went on, there was a group of like four dudes kind of halfway back in the middle that were doing their own talking. So the comics were like fighting that battle. Tim was getting angry and angrier, I guess, watching this. So he goes on and he just starts laying into these groups, especially the group of four dudes that are like halfway back. Three white guys, one black guy. And they're yelling shit back at Tim. And uh, Tim Tim p- plays the, um, oh, you're trying to impress your white friends card <laughs> to the black guy. Because <laughs> he was like, one of the, don't try to like impress your white friends. So that guy got really mad. So it got like real tense. And then the table stage left is getting a little talky again. Those table, Those four dudes, one of them took their cup of ice and threw it at Tim. Mm-hmm. And so this I, this cup of ice flew over that girl who was just checking out comedy. <laughs> and then it was real tension in the room. There was yeah. like major tension. So like Simone went up and blocked the guy stage left at his table because he was like standing up and shit. Those four dudes decided to leave, but like they're like taking a while because they have to like pay their tab now, and I'm shit. I'm out the room, by the way, at this point. Yeah. So I don't even know what's happening. I come back and Tim is hot. Tim is getting <laughs> off stage and he's tra- he can't walk past those four dudes, so he kind of goes back onto the stage area and just kind of stands there like the show's kind of stopped at this point. 
And those four guys kind of trickle out. One of them comes back in to pay the tab. Once they're kind of clear, Tim leaves. The host has to go up and reset the show. And um, and so it was like all it was like they were ready to fight. Yeah. And then after the show, that girl walks up to me. She's like, "Is it always like this?" <laughs> I said, "No, it's actually never been like this." She was like, "Oh, okay." Some, shit. some of that ice like landed on me, and stuff. I don't know how I react. And she well, never, she never did comedy. She never did comedy. <laughs> she never came. Back. Oh, I bet. And that's yeah. probably good. <laughs> she thought it was Roadhouse. <laughs> thought it was like chicken wire. Probably good. I was in the main room. I came out. So what the fuck happened? Yeah. Oh, I missed it. Too bad. Another night, a guy came in, and he was, um, he and his friend. They said they were from New York. Yeah, turns out they were from the area, so we put him on the the white dude stank. I don't want to say stank; he, he wasn't funny. He was he bad. Just, he just wasn't funny. They were awful comments. Then the black guy comes in late, and he goes up, and he ran. The, he blew the light. I don't think who do we have hosting? Reggie Melbro, I think, was either hosting or was the next comic. Yeah. Somehow Reggie ended up on the stage, and Reggie was blasting this dude, and he was getting big laughs off blasting this dude. So then the dude went in and said something to Reggie. And I said, "Hey, come out, come out of there, come, you come, come out right now." I told the dude, "Come out." I said, "Listen, man, um, don't come in our room and run our time, and run our time." And we were standing by the door, and he put his hand up like this, like I'm doing this motion. Is the we do your four fingers with the thumb up top and the four fingers you down? Turn the middle yeah. of the chest. Yeah, he went to he went to put it in my chest. Like you're making finger guns, but all four fingers. All four are fingers, up. right? Yeah. And he went to listen. I'm, and he was like doing it slow and he was like getting closer to my chest. And we were literally standing like maybe eight inches apart. Yeah. And Petey's on my left <laughs> and Andy was on my right. But Petey was yeah. like not like standing right next to me. He was away just watching. Andy yeah. was right next to me. Yeah. And the dude was like going to put. And then he, because he was like looking down in his own hand, sticking it out of my chest. And then he looked up at my face and he put his hand down. Because in my <laughs> head, I was like, if he puts that finger, if he puts some fingers in my chest, if they touch me, I'm going to grab him around his throat and I'm going to jack him against this glass wall. That was, I had already decided that. I was like, I'm going to grab him around his throat and I'm going to put his head against this wall if he puts his fingers in my chest. Right. When he looked up and saw my face, because Andy was like, he was trying to, oh, he's he trying to assert his manhood. Yeah, he was trying to um, to establish dominance. Establish dominance. And he's it, trying to invade your space. It wasn't about to work. And make you back up. <laughs> was, yeah, I was, once you back up. Yeah, I was going nowhere. I was like, okay, well, Go ahead and put the fingers in my chest and see what happens. Well, Go then, ahead. after after that didn't like after he saw that that wasn't going to happen, uh, he calmed down. Yeah, it was weird. And, I bet he did. and then he came over to me and I was good cop. <laughs> yeah, I was like, look, man, when you run the light, like there's a lot of comics behind you. Now they go up later. Like, yeah, I'm sorry. He was like, yeah, all right, I get it, I get it. I was like, also, you guys said you're from New York. He goes. The white dude said they're from New York. He said, I didn't say that. My friend, I said, you guys aren't from New York, are you? He goes, no, I'm from like, I'm from DC. I was like, so you want, you think you can come back? You're like, why are you burning bridges? I was like, <laughs> I was like giving him like the, there's a, a serious talk. Like, why would you come here? Andy Hinton, what's it? You think you can come back here? Now? Yeah. I said, why would you come here? I <laughs> you know, said, you don't fucked up, right? I, That's like what Andy yeah, Hinton went. You, know, you know, you just fucked up. What right? I said was, um, <laughs> so you're not from New York. <laughs> no. So, cause you know, you don't fucked up, right? Yeah, he's from DC. And I, what I said was basically, now you've ruined your chance here, but going forward in other rooms, <laughs> you fucked up yeah. here. Yeah, moving forward. But you, because he was actually like, I don't. He, I don't he was he funny. Did, he didn't did do that well that night, but he clearly had done comedy before. Right. So I was like, okay, this guy could be a decent comic, but why are you just showing up, lying to get on stage, and then going long? Like, don't you want to come back? Yeah. You know, like why? Why would you do that yeah. for one five minute spot? 
Um, also, anyone uh, at the draft house who's listening, these are isolated instances. Aren't yeah, they? <laughs> they just, the reason why they in stay in our mind is because yeah. they they happen infrequently. Yeah. So when they do happen, it's like bar stories. When the remember when the guy threw up, you know yeah. that that kind of thing. The yeah, only the, crazy uh, thing I think I saw was uh, Petey was getting ready to come up, and I think one of his friends were there or some shit. This little dude. Oh yeah, you, you remember that yeah. day, and the he was just rowdy. And you told him he had to go, and he's like, "I think you somebody pulled him out, but you hear him going, Petey, no, <laughs> but I know Petey, Petey, save me, Petey." At, at that point, Petey was Petey was doing the look away, yeah. like I don't yeah. know what I'm fucking <laughs> doing the look yeah, away. My name's Peter. I don't know what he's asking for. <laughs> Petey, who's Petey? That and uh, Matty Abrams. One time, he had some. I don't know if you ever met Ad Matty's. He moved. He moved away. Yeah, he was like. I think, and he was trying to do comedy, and he brought some friends, and they were l- running off of them, and they wouldn't shut up. And I told him, I said, that, "That's your people, right?" I said, "You need to shut them up." And he like tried to flex with me, and I said, "That would be a mistake." <laughs> That's exactly what I told him. I said, "That would be a mistake." Your response: yeah. Shut your friends up. <laughs> that would be a mistake. You need to shut your friends up. There was, I think that was the last time he came. There was the. Um the guy who fainted story. Oh, yeah. That's a great story. On Let's stage? not name his name. Yeah, that's uh, a great story. He had fainted once before. Right. At, at another, a different open mic. Different open mic. I, I guess he had a, like an anxiety issue or something. Yeah, I had yeah. a... I, you yeah. should get bad panic attacks Locking in the beginning. his knees. But mm-hmm. this particular night, uh, Aparna was hosting. Yes. Aparna Nancherla was hosting the open mic. This was years ago. He was on stage. This is when we didn't have a stage. We were just I against the back wall. I bought a car wall. from his dad. His dad's a car salesman. <laughs> I bought a car from his dad. I went with you. We were like, is yeah. that is, is that, that picture <laughs> on the wall? Is that? Yeah. Wait a minute. He was like, yeah, that's my son. You know what? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. He fainted on our stage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you do wrong when raising him? <laughs> so uh, he was on stage. Him? He had just moved to New York. And, and that night in particular, there were several people just in town from New York. Right. Who happened to run shows. Laura Prangley was there. Right, Prang. Sean O'Connor was there. Yeah. Uh, Sean O'Connor, who now writes for James Corden's show. He, I think, was seeing a girl in the area. He used to come down from time to time, and he would pop in and do our show. So, and but like three or four other people from New York just randomly at the same time. A couple of them who ran rooms, and this guy just moved to New York, and it's like, oh, this is a good chance for me to, to be seen. So the stakes were high, and um, put pressure on himself. He went on stage, and yeah, that's what my sort of take on it was that he maybe put a little pressure on himself. He went on stage, and he did a bit. I don't remember the the joke, but. At, the stage was on the back wall, where, back the, wall. where the screen is. Okay. That stage used to be over there. Which was not, we sense. were not elevated. We were on the floor. But then he like said the last line of the joke and then he kind of fell left. down, kind of down that little hallway. Fell to the left. But it seemed in the moment like, oh, that was maybe part of the bit. It's maybe, I, for, <laughs> I forget what the joke was, but it was plausible that like. Now that you say the hallway, that makes perfect yeah. sense. <laughs> Falling down would, would sort of happen in that joke. So, but there's a guy who actually has only been there once or twice recently, this older black dude who used to come all the time. He popped in like a month ago. Yeah. But he was sitting up front and he could see kind of down that hallway. And I guess he could see that this dude wasn't getting up. Yeah, so he... He was like, he, whoa, you all right? He leapt in, and he yeah. Gets up, and that's our cue, like, what? What's going on? <laughs> and so he had fainted. And so that dude gets up. I go up to the where he is, uh, kind of help him up. He's, you know, conscious at that point. But he's clearly... Loopy. Not not a hundred percent. So he's like he's 
kind of getting up, but like it's all dead weight. Like he's not just like using my arm to support himself. All his weight is on my arm. Like let's we there's a stool up there. We have him sit on the stool for a minute, and he's like audience, mind you. There's an audience yeah. there the whole time. He's like steadying himself. <laughs> uh, actually, I was hosting. Aparna was next. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was steadying himself on me, and Aparna went and got him some water, and she came and she drank some water, and then he's he's feeling a little better. And all these people from New York who run shows are like, yeah, what's just going on with this guy? So he finally, like after it seems like forever, it's probably more like a minute. He's like, all right, I'm, I'm good. I, I'm, I can, I can walk back to the lobby. And we were like, all right, are you sure? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets up and he kind of gingerly walks out of the room. Uh, I get back on mic. I reset the show. I do a couple jokes. I make fun of the situation him falling <laughs> make fun of him falling um cool for you the crowd was right back in it which was good i did like a minute or two of that and i brought up a parna and then uh, her opening line was i didn't know i was gonna have to follow a physical comic yeah great <laughs> got a huge laugh yeah and the show was right back so then he's sitting in the lobby we had like some chairs out there at the time listen to the audience having a good time yeah and then like and you know hour of show goes by and he's like hey guys he's still sitting out there hey guys I think I could maybe go back up there. But you're like, kidding like, me. No, dead ass. Like, we were like, no, you're not going no. back up tonight. <laughs> you're not going back up You passed up out. The show's over. Yeah, did you bring a helmet? You better bring a wheelchair <laughs> no. next time. The show's over. <laughs> you passed out, You want to go back up. You're like, nah, you over. can't. You can't go back up, man. Just uh, just call it a night, buddy. Had a comic uh, try to drink some outside beer inside. Oh, yeah. Inside. That was very early. BYOB'd it. That was the time. <laughs> that was when I, I became the hammer very oh, early on, that was when I it was re- it was established that I was the hammer that I'm going to have I'm going to be the hammer. That's your role of the room now. You uh you were on stage when that happened. That I have to be the iron fist. So the, he brown bagged it and everything. There used to be a, where that where the emergency door is where um like by the open sign people can go in and out with a wheelchair. That okay. door, okay. There used to be a vestibule that came a vestibule, vestibule that came forward like you could dip in right that came forward. So there was like. It was here, and then there was like a space behind that. Like you know the so when you you're standing on stage seen. now, it was stage, very awkward. stage left that okay. table wouldn't be able to see the wall what with the screen on, on it because uh, there was a vestibule okay. around it. Right. Also, so that's where the comics would sometimes sit. That wall, you like a holding pen. Then so right we here, were on but. the stage there, but you couldn't see behind that wall that either. You couldn't yeah. see what was going on over there because there was curtains there to block the view in because it was all glass. They they have since changed it and moved it forward and stuff like that, but. All that was there. So I'm on stage, and I hear what sounds like a beer open. No, you. I don't think you heard it at I first. Say, no, I. I was sitting at the table with this dude because the, <laughs> the crowds were so small that comics yeah, that would sit in the room. We had small crowds. Yeah. You were on stage. I was at the table with this comic, and I'm just kind of watching the show, and I hear a a can opening, which I'm like, they don't sell cans <laughs> right here. They can. have beer on tap, <laughs> and so I look over. And here's this guy with like a can of beer. Right. I was like, "What do you? Did you? Did you just open? Did you bring that? It was in a coat pocket." What did he say? Brothers don't have money. He yeah. said, uh, "Yeah, it's cheaper that way." I said, "You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, you can't bring alco- alcohol." Into did he a say, bar. "Where'd you get the first one?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get that first one? And so, uh, and so, like, he kind of like put it back down i don't know like in a jacket or i don't know what he did with it he moved it off the yeah. table it was on the fucking table and i said you can't do that and he's yeah. i said that's a that's like they could legally lose, they could probably lose their liquor license or something if <laughs> you did are that. bold as shit yeah man. so uh and then i think i was hosting 
Because then you got off stage. And you told me as we were walking and by. And I was like, other. yeah, by the way, that was, uh, I don't know if you heard that, but that was so-and-so opening a can of beer. <laughs> so, I said, what? And that person had had a similar incident at a different room. That we had ran a little bit. Where also. they had, the he had gone out to his car to drink some beers with another comic, and then they brought their empty beer cans into the club to throw away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of shit you deal with when you deal with comedians. So yeah. I yoked him I'm, out the room. I came on. I said, "What did he do?" Andy? Yeah. I said, and I was I was pissed off because the club can lose their liquor license. Yep. I said, "Hey, come here. Just, you, why are you bringing beer in here?" Well, I just I, I, it was like is that shit? You know, how Kevin Hart does that joke where he talks about how. It's uh, every dude, the, the stupid dude stands. Well, I didn't know. I, 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 <laughs> it was like that. It was like, I said, what the fuck is wrong with this? And this grown-ass men you're dealing I with, said, too. Do you know that yeah. A man who had been in the Air Force. <laughs> I said, do you understand these people can lose their liquor license? These people who are nice enough to let us put a show in their place can lose their liquor license because of somebody that we allowed to come into their establishment. Because you're a comedian. We're responsible for this room. I'm saying all this really fast. The final thing I said was, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> now why are you so yeah then he left didn't come back for a few weeks and he's a great comic by yeah, the way he, was, like, he was an anchor of the show after that when he started kind of getting yeah, back when in we started letting him back and uh and all was good but that was kind of that little so that angle of these people are nice enough to let us do a show here you can't fuck that up for us yep. Yep. it'll fuck it up for you that was the angle we took with a lot of people when they would kind of line step which yeah. was like look we we are representing this show. You're representing us. So if you do some shit, then they're going to ask us what happened with that comic, and then they might just say, let's not do a show anymore. Right. So stop doing that. Why would you right. do that? Why are right. you disrespecting right. the show? So that's why a lot of like when comics talk about the green room, it's like there's a big emphasis on respecting the show nope. because yeah. we didn't and like you guys it. play good, bad cop, good cop. Yeah, between each other. So. It's not even a game. It's just how it's personality. Yeah, it's just yeah. our personality. But I always tell people, and not not everybody, but I tell select people. I think I probably told you, if you if you piss Andy off, it's over. Yep, <laughs> it's over. But you, like you said, you can tell too. There's that quiet, <laughs> like oh, over fuck. for yeah. you because at that point, Andy will just say, "I don't like that guy," and then me, yeah. me, I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> okay." What the fuck's wrong with that guy? I gave him like nine chances. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well then we don't need to fuck. Uh, and my my thinking is always, look, Andy don't like him, then we don't need to fuck yeah. with him. I don't even need to think about the why and the wherefore mm -hmm. of why we don't need to fuck. We just we don't need to fuck. Hey, with where'd him. you get that second one? I mean, chance. <laughs> yeah, where'd we don't you get that second one? chance? I don't like that guy. You don't get a third one. I don't need, we don't need that guy. Okay, it's yeah. okay with me. The stuff that gets on my nerves is more just like the comics in the lobby talking fucking loud. Yeah. When there's a show going on, because you wouldn't want that when you're on stage, because mm -hmm. you can hear it when you're on stage, right? And I'm, I always tell people like, "What well, do you want?" Like that. That's me frustrated walking through the lobby. Like, "Hey, guys, shut the fuck, fuck up. up! What? Yep. Yeah. What the?" And then like I've come off stage before when I've heard that. Like, what the fuck's yeah. all the noise out here about? Somebody Andy walked by and said that, and yeah. somebody laughed at Andy, and I almost <laughs> punched that guy right in his fucking face. <laughs> I almost punched that dude in his face. I said, "What the fuck's your problem, man?" I said, you laughing at my man? He was a friend of another. Uh, he was a friend of a meds. Oh, okay. Black dude. I said, what the fuck's your problem? You, you might. He fucking. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I said, sorry, I ain't gonna cut it, motherfucker. <laughs> I said, you should probably get the fuck out. <laughs> he tried to laugh, and Andy, Andy was walking by. Yeah, I was like, guys, keep. I was, I, and I'm nice about it. I'm like, guys, keep it down, please. I'm like a fucking tennis umpire, like quiet. Well, as soon as you walk through that little walkway, everybody knows, yeah. like, oh, we need to shut the fuck. Quiet, so please. He tried, he tried to give Andy the. <laughs> you, you stupid. That's what the fuck's your problem, man. Oh, we ain't in fucking God. high school. It's a grown ass man shit. <laughs> yeah. It's just grown ass man shit. But you know, it's like being a 
like a kindergarten teacher. Like you tell the kids to be quiet and like 45 seconds later, they're loud again. Yeah. So on those nights is when I'm like, I'll literally walk through like, why the fuck is everyone still t-? like, I'm not, yeah. not talking to anyone in particular. Cause normally I just shush them and say, guys, please, please be quiet. Please, yeah. please. And then there are occasions, it's rare, but there are occasions where I just walk through the crowd of comics who are yapping and just go, why is it so fucking loud out here? Yeah. Why is it? Why is everyone still talking? I just told you to be quiet, and I'll just keep walking. <laughs> and I'll be like, "Oh, mass will run over." Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, it's so like my that bad. that great bit that Ted does about when he was in sc- being a school teacher, and when you tell that at the lunch table, you tell the the guy at the lunch tables, "Okay, everybody, be quiet, and we will dismiss a table at a time." This can last as long <laughs> as you want it to. And then he just stands there looking around the audience. <laughs> table one, you can go. And then they lose their minds. Ah! Table one, sit down. <laughs> oh. Nope. Oh. It's the same shit. It's the same shit. It's, it's like, like I just said 30 seconds ago. Yeah. Quiet down. And you guys quieted down. And then what? You just start yapping again? Don't let it be warm because if it's warm... Tim will just come up and go, hey, everybody go outside. Yeah. <laughs> just goes, oh, yeah. everybody brutal. go outside. Yeah, Tim will play that role. Just <laughs> just, like, everybody go outside. Yeah. Because Tim is sort of the unofficial third. Yeah, he calls it the stressor. Because <laughs> in the military, it's like, yeah, we got to do the stressor. <laughs> Comes through and puts stress on everybody. And all y'all go outside. Just go outside. Go outside. <laughs> They'll look at him. They have no idea what's going on at the moment. <laughs> just yeah. go outside. Just go outside. <laughs> Too loud. Go outside. <laughs> go outside. We've had a couple of moments like that. You know, we've had anything other weird ones. Nothing. Well, hopefully you guys. I'm can sure there are. Carry weirder, that over to the new the weirder spot. Weirder ones. And we've had a lot of unusual acts. Weirdos. Um, had a lot of a lot of headliners come through and do great work. Yep. In there, a lot of them come through and do great work. Uh, we've had we had Che come through and do like Che did a half hour. Like, Dana half Gold hour. did like 32 minutes. Yeah. That was the yeah. record. Che did going. about the same yeah. in the green room. Yeah, yeah. Che after, has been. A, che did it twice. One the one time he did like at least a half hour. We actually, the bartender needed to go, so we like lit. Yeah, that's so the only reason we got off stage. But <laughs> uh, Dana Gold did a long set with no microphone. That was in the old setup when we didn't have a stage. He was like, I don't need it. Why do I? Why do I have a mic? And yeah. so he just because it's a tight room, so yeah. he just talked about the mic aside. <laughs> Sklar Brothers uh, have done it multiple times. They were in town at a different show once just came, came to the to draft house like hey can we get on the open mic so of course <laughs> holy yeah. crap rich voss was walking by before his set his wife was on stage featuring and he saw him. oh hey, bonnie can, can i go up yeah. yeah put him up he yeah. did 20 before he did his headlines and they the had to come room. get him like hey bonnie's wrapping up you got to get off stage <laughs> in here he's like oh okay <laughs> uh dave foley did it um yeah there's a long did. hannibal did it hannibal, hannibal did burris it. did it yeah. when he when it was a new room it's a long list of long people. List Hassan of, Minaj did it recently. A lot of headliners have, have gone up. and uh, Tony Woods has come through and done it a bunch of times. Yeah. You know, we've had a lot of a lot of really good luck. David Allen Greer did it. Ted did it. Yeah. We've had a lot of... Uh, Mark Norman came over once from a different room. He did it. Did a spot. Amy Schumer watched. She didn't go up and do it. She, yeah. She hung back and watched. When Amy Schumer was there, that's what made me really start to realize... You know, because women, com- female comics, are like there's a lot of shit we got to deal with. Mm-hmm. That you guys, that was something that really made me realize what what they're talking about. Because there was like guys, like comics, like because she was hanging out in the lobby, and I knew her a little bit from New York, so I was like hanging out. And Mark Norman was there. Guys are just like staring at her, 
yeah. from across the lobby, just oh like my. comics, like, oh, look, it's Amy Schumer. Get your you shit together, Like, dudes. lusting after her. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, I'm like oh, <laughs> right. okay, I get, yeah. I, get what's, I get what you have to deal with that other people don't. Yeah. Because female headliners almost never came over and did the open mic. Mm-hmm. They would just do their set in the main room and leave out the back door. And my thought was, Shh, women don't like to grind, I guess. Hashtag grind. <laughs> <laughs> women don't. No, Hashtag grind. grind. Michael Chaitis did two spots in the main room. He came over to the half hour in the side room. Yeah, it's because he's grinding. Hashtag grind. You know, so, Hashtag blessed. But it's not necessarily <laughs> what that. Hashtag always love. There are creepy dudes <laughs> yeah. who make it uncomfortable. Yes, so they they're do. like, I did my two spots. They make it uncomfortable for men. Sometimes. I'm looking out yeah. the, I'm, I'm not even going to go out and like, you know, take pictures I'm leaving out the back door. So it's like, oh, where's where'd the headliner go? Oh, they already left. Like, But it's because I think female comics have that extra thing of fucking weirdos coming up to them. And that room is so small and intimate yeah. that yes, you, you're not, there's no distance between you we, and the crowd. We've always had a thing of trying to be, I don't think inclusive is the word for, um, for, for comedians or anything like that. We just, or protect protect is that the right word i don't even think protection is the right word we've always just been a place where uh lady comics <laughs> no you're cognizant can get on and what's get, going on can get on and get some respect we've always right. tried to be that kind of place it's not and it's not look i'm not your ally <laughs> okay so stop that shit <laughs> what i am is someone who believes that everybody should have the fair a fair opportunity that's what i am and i think you should be in a place where you're comfortable as comfortable as as you, look, you're not gonna be as comfortable as me. Uh, I can fight, and I'm uncomfortable in a lot of places. Okay, yeah. so you just gonna have to deal with some level of uncomfortableness. Uncomfortableness. Say the word for me. Uncomfortableness. Discomfort. Discomfort. You're gonna have to deal with some levels of discomfort. I'm like I said, I can take care of myself many times over, and I'm discomfort. I'm uncomfortable in places. So you just gonna have to deal with that. Having said that, I'm not gonna allow the comfort level to be ratcheted up on you yeah. specifically because of either you're black or you're you're a woman or I mean if you're a white guy fuck you I don't care be uncomfortable but if you're black or you're <laughs> hey, a woman wait a I'm gonna try to and not even try just you should be in a place where you can feel as comfortable as you possibly can I can't fix everything that's well, yeah, going on because there's in an inherent head. discomfort right so I can't for, fix for a lot of that. female comics and that's like that weekend when you know. Schumer was there a bunch of us after the show went over to LA bar and uh, which is like a shitty dive bar, like you know, down the street. Mm-hmm. And we all sat down, like you know, pushed two tables together. And Mark Norma was there, and she knew him, and she knew me from New York a bit. They knew hung out a little bit. And then uh, there's all these other people. The host was there, the MC, so she knew him from working with him that weekend. And then like three or four other just comics who were like, "Oh, I'm coming with you guys." Right. And we all just kind, of, you know, you just go. Everyone just kind of sits down, and she was sitting next to someone she didn't know. And she actually said, it's "Actually, creepy as fuck, by the way. Actually, could you, could you and Mark switch seats? You know, like, oh, and which, but in a, in the moment, you're like, oh, what's wrong with her? Like, yeah. but I was like, oh, I get it. Like, she's been in a lot of uncomfortable situations mm-hmm. with, you know, creepy male comics. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. So she was like, I'm, she was nice about it, as much nice as you could be. She's like, I'm sorry, I just, I don't really know you. I know Mark. So she was like, Mark on one side, like me on the other side, and like the MC across from her." That's like just for that. Can I get the check, please? Yeah, but it's like it's like you might think. Well, wait wait a minute. Is she being like? Is she being a bitch? You know. But actually, it's more like she's got these creepy dudes all the time staring at her in the lobby, Mm -hmm. or probably trying to make advances on her. It's like she probably just feels like I don't, you know, I don't want to be uncomfortable. Yeah, that's a a fine line you got to. Now that I 
try my hand at it a little bit to navigate. Yeah. Because you can cross it either way quickly and then get yeah. your ass in trouble. Well, enough people cross it that a lot of female comics have their guard up against just dudes, just male comics, mm-hmm. because they're they're not going to err on the side of caution anymore. Yep. So, but I, that that weekend there were a couple of other things that weekend when she was there that kind of opened my eyes a little bit too. But those were a couple of things that stood out. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I just noticed like six dudes staring at you with these goofy grins on their faces <laughs> that they didn't stare at the other people who came out of the main room mm-hmm. to hang out. Yeah. So, but like I said, we just. We just try to give you a spot that's that's uh, as comfortable as we can as yeah. we can make. But that's for everybody. Bonnie McFarland did the open mic. Yeah. As far as female women yeah. that came and out of the a, main room, she's a beast who will tell you to she's shut the funny, fuck man. up and get out. Quit looking at me. She's yeah. <laughs> she's she's a savage, yeah. <laughs> you know. But we Bonnie and I worked together a couple of times in in uh, around and we done long long shows together. So. She knew me. She knows me. Yeah. So we were. She was very comfortable talking to me. So if she's sitting there talking to me, nobody gonna bother her. You know what I mean? If she's sitting there talking to Andy, nobody gonna bother her. Right. You know, but she's all by herself. Somehow, but and she had a daughter with her. You know, so yeah, she's sitting there talking to her and her daughter. You know, yeah. and stuff like that. You know, so I mean, it's it's been that kind of place. So we've always tried to be. That's part of the reason why there was a. Okay. There was a female comedian. Uh huh. Okay. There was a female comedian who tried to talk some sh- female, and I'm doing air quotes, comedian, who tried to talk <laughs> some shit about our room, and that shit really fucking infuriated me because we have always gone up, trying to go out of our way to not allow those things to happen. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We, no, it's always been a room beyond. like everybody so knows you get a fair shot. If you're going to talk that shit, okay, that's fine, but guess what? <laughs> you know, it just it's coming back at you. When I first tried to do comedy, I went to the green room. Yeah. It was like three years ago. And I didn't know the protocols or anything, but I had read, like, this is an open mic. You can sign up, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I never forget, I was timid or whatever, but I went in and asked the guy. And he was, I was like, hey, man, can you sign up? And he was like, no. I was like, <laughs> I was new. That's why I said. I was like, hey, man, I'm new. I want to try comedy. Is this a mic that I can sign up? And the guy, it was a comic. Now mm-hmm. I'd look backwards. And he was like, no. Oh, he's being a dick. <laughs> yeah, and I just was like, being a dick. I just walked with my See hands later. in my pocket, like, yeah. fuck this. Just being a dick. There was a moment. There was a girl comic who. Okay, here's so here's how this story went. She, her and her boyfriend had come out to do time. She got cut one week. They were not that good. They were new young comics. They were new, which makes you. By default, not that good. So it's more susceptible to being bumped. So if you we get have lost in the comics shuffle. Show and up. if and if and if a hitter comes in, a headliner comes in, you're getting bumped. That's just how it goes. So the next week, we actually had had. Some, I think we had had some time, and I was going to offer her some yeah. time. Yeah, I think I wasn't there that week, but I heard about at it at the end. I was like, I'm going to give you some time at the end. You know. So, but she was. So the next week, we were doing. She came, and I said, Hey, why did you leave last week? We were going to give you some time, but we couldn't find you to give you some time. And this started in a discussion of, she was like, well, I left because you guys bumped me and blah, blah, blah. Then the discussion changed to, you put on comics that are not good. Then it became, <laughs> then the com- then the discussion became, you lied to me about about putting me on. I said, we've never lied to any comedian oh, wow. here. All of this is happening right in the, uh, right in the area. The lobby. Right Street. in the lobby. All this is happening right in the lobby. Okay. Then she raises her voice. Oh. I still kept my voice pitched down. <laughs> so where'd you get that first? I kept one? my voice pitched <laughs> down you? because you're talking about as a black man. I'm talking to a young blonde white woman. 
So I kept my voice pitched down, but I was like, the ghost She's, of Emmett Till said, is in the corner. I said, yeah. myself and Andy Klein told you this? I said, that's not possible. We've never told any comedian that at any time. That's never happened. You're going up and then we just don't. We don't do that. Yeah. We do not do that. No one's ever done that. I said, you, so you think that these other comedians that we're putting on, you think you're funnier than them is what you're telling me, but you're not saying that. I said, okay, well, grow a pair of balls and just tell me that. And then tell me this. Who do you want me to take off this list and put you on? If you're willing to do that and you're willing to walk over there and tell them i'll put you on right now all you got to do is go do that you would pull that on people and yeah. you would say let's go over to that person and tell them you think just, they're funny oh you <laughs> yeah just i'll put you because if you tell me i don't think this person should be on okay that's fine i'll put you in their spot let's just go on over here and let's tell them because i them you think you're funny just tell them because I, that's I, what I, that's what they're saying yeah they're saying i think i'm funny than that person so it's like okay well let's go tell that person you yeah. think you're funnier than and them. i'll put you in their spot I'll put you in their spot, but you got to look them right in the face and tell them I'm right in the face. You, and I want your spot. I'm taking your spot. And then I tell you, and then I said, and here's the thing: when you get up on the stage, you better be funny because if you're not, I'll never put you on again. Yeah. And no one's ever taken me up on that. Oh, you know? I wouldn't. Because that makes against too real. Die if yeah. someone. <laughs> but that girl then went on Facebook and said you cornered her and yelled at her. She said I cornered her and yelled at her. Yeah. You know, and it was funny because then the next day on the Sunday, I'm watching TV or something, and I get a text from Rob Mayer, and he was like, "Hey." This girl's on Facebook saying that you cornered her. And I said, what? <laughs> so I went on Facebook and I read the post. And it was that I cornered her and I yelled at her. And I was so threatening to her. And I made her cry and, and all this stuff. And I was still threatening to her. And then other male comics started chiming. Not even male comics. Just other comics like were Elfingham. like, that's not true. I was standing right there. They yeah. were like, that's not true. That's not true. This is how black men get lynched. This is literally how it happens. Because you think that you can just, you can just sit and like, and that was one of the First, I don't want to say the first times, but as far as doing comedy, that was when white femaleness was used against me. Just white femaleness was it. used was used against, weaponized and used against me. I my wife was up here. I showed it to my wife, uh-huh. and I was in a fucking rage, and I was typing it. <laughs> Kermit the Frog typing. Fucking rage, and my wife said, and thank God for her because she said, step away from the computer. And go outside for 10 minutes and then come back in and then write something. And that's exactly what I did. I went and stood out. I stood in that parking lot looking up at the sky. Timing yourself. <laughs> I came back in and I sat down and I texted her private message. I said, everything you said is a lie. You know it's a lie and I don't know why you're saying this lie. But here's what you need to do. You need to take all this down. Take it all down. If you choose to leave it up, I'm going to write a rebuttal towards you, and I'm going to name everything about you, and I'm going to write everything I possibly can about you. And I'm going to slander you up one side and down the other in this comedy area, and I'm going to see to it that you never do comedy in this area again. Well, that's kind of cornering her. Yeah. (laughs) Online cornering her. I'm going to see to it you never do comedy in this area again. I'm going to go do my damnedest to make sure you never do comedy in this area because you are a liar. There were people on the thread. One girl on the thread told her to get me to put me in a position where it looks like I'm sexually coming on to her and then accuse me of rape. A yeah. woman told her One that. One of her friends, I remember One of that. her friends told her to do that. In the thread? Right. Oh, make, see, that's why you gotta like burn the fucking to, internet down you, sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> so I was ready to burn, I was ready to burn this bitch. Another guy was like, tell me who he is. And oh, I'll, caping and, and shit? There. You need like, to kill yourself. I was like, come on up here. Please come up here. Send them my way. All the rage I feel at her, you're going to get it. Oh, that pisses me off so she much. She emails me back. She's like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. I was just typing because I was mad and I didn't realize. I said, I don't care. Yep. <laughs> Take it all down. The thread came down. You know, shit like that. That was one that I was like, 
remember I, me and Haywood talk about this all the time. I was talking to him the other day. We was talking about Randolph, and I was like, you know, the first time I met Randolph, I didn't like that motherfucker. I, that. <laughs> I was like, he rubbed me the wrong way, and Haywood was like, oh, 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 oh. he did the same shit to me, too. And I was like, it wasn't until like one or two times afterwards, and I sat in the cut like I do, mm-hmm. and I watched the inner workings of the the green room, and then uh, I saw how guys approached you and kept coming up to you, and like that. And I was like, you know what? That's why. That's why. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And right. I approached you a totally different way, and we That's hit it right. off. All you gotta do is approach me like a grown man, yeah. and it's fine. Yeah. But if you don't approach me like a grown man, then I'm like, I don't, I, I don't. First of all, you're not a child. Why are we? Why? Yep. Why are you approach me like you're a child? I'm a teacher, and we're not a child. We're not a child. <laughs> you know, I just we're not. And I'll be on your side <laughs> if you. We've, we've always gone out of our way to try to take care of, of brand new people. Hey, all right. Well, you knew. Let's see what you got. Go up at the end. <laughs> we the always end. try to. That's so how I did it. Let's see what you got and um, work your way up. Elton talked shit to me right before let's, my set. Elton. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you funny? Let's see. Yeah, what Elton will do that. <laughs> are you funny, though? <laughs> Elton would probably be that dude be like you think you're funny to him go tell him and be like hey I'm funny to you get the fuck off <laughs> okay just be you better be funny you know and then it was funny about that girl was like her boyfriend was standing right there next to us and I even asked her that. I said if I was so threatening to you how come your boyfriend didn't say anything back to me how come he didn't say anything back to me if it was so threatening when I was talking in a low pitched voice and literally everybody in the hallway was like that didn't happen it didn't happen like that I don't know what she's saying she's not saying the truth imagine if we had been alone you right. <laughs> would have been fried up. Right. 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 I'm trying to think of all the headliners that came through there. Trevor Noah did 15 one night. Right, yeah. His first time there. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on a lot of them. Yeah. Who knows? I'm sure we'll, well hopefully remember later. We, hopefully we keep, you know, like I said in the, in the post, I don't know what's going to happen over in D.C. I know what's not going to happen. I'm not going to be going to blows with some woman like that again or oh you're gonna get more weirdos probably. in dc though. i mean we get weirdos but you know we just handle them that's what that's like a 60 something 70 something hour room dc 130 130 something like that uh so it's a bigger room i don't off. know what we're gonna get open mic audience wise we're I gonna have to build ex- it i don't expect it to be big and we'll we have to rebuild it. the we'll audience rebuild it and that's fine uh because a lot of the people that we get now probably wouldn't come to dc so just be consistency you know Try to be consistent like before, yeah, and just try to put on a good show. Again, we don't we don't do bringers. You don't have to bring people to get on on the stage, but because we don't do bringers, just because you bring people, don't mean you're gonna get them. Well, some people would do that, like, <laughs> but I brought like I brought like four people. It's like, dude, it's fucking Thanks. packed in there. We don't need four people. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> packed you. because we set it up. Yeah, so you didn't have to bring, and the crowds come back because the yeah. show's good. The oh. show's good. It ain't about comics bringing people it's about the show's good we'll try to help people to bring people like yeah. oh, alright we feel bad for you go on at the end uh, the yeah. way you guys run the show though, I don't think you're gonna have a problem picking up yeah. steam fairly quickly I mean, we'll, we'll see yeah. we just try to try to run it correctly and we try to work in conjunction with like Sean Joyce's show so people can try to get two spots in if that'd they, be dope if they want to hustle back and forth that's how it was yeah. when the green room first started open like there was another spot in Alexandria and we were doing Late. the same thing we were trying we, to help people people get, would do both we were trying to help people get two spots and but we still try to keep the quality of our show up send us that text like alright I'm on my way that's Are what I want to do with our Friday show yeah. yeah nice little bridge yeah and I'm I'm like look we only have eight comics because we did that a lot in when, we, when the show first started we would only have like six seven comics and everybody got to do long sets so it was great yeah. <laughs> everybody got to do long sets you know, then then it started getting better and more comments are showing up, more comments are showing up, more comments are showing up, and now we're here where we're at, where we're at now. 
you know, with so many comments. But if we only had five comments every night, I wouldn't care. <laughs> I wouldn't hey, it was popping. What was what was on last uh, yeah. week? And I was 18th, and it was still a crowd, and it was fun. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. fun. I yeah, mean, it don't it don't matter. It just depends on how the show is ran and the, and the level of comics, and that's why. Look, if you ain't funny, you're gonna get on every time. You're funny, you're gonna get on, and we don't decide that. Not that Friday. By the show way, there are many nights. There are many nights where we don't put ourselves on. Too many. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Too many where we've had to tell ourselves, "Look, just we're gonna start going up." Yeah, we're gonna start going up. And by the way, speaking of going up, I'll be at the at the uh, draft house on the main room uh, uh, um, tomorrow night, Valentine's night. Two shows. I'm opening for a movie. That's where my career is at right now. Princess, Princess Bride. Bride. Also, I just picked up. I will be at Magoobies in May. I'll be talking about it later. Uh, I got an email. Jimmy's doing shows. Princess Bride too, isn't he? Sunday. Right. Yeah, Jimmy's doing Princess Bride because I told Jimmy to come do it. <laughs> Sunday is the cleaner shows. Okay. And I could do it, but I'm at the point now. I'm like, I don't give a fuck anymore. I don't. I don't need that bad. And I know somebody who can. Jimmy's kind of our go-to clean, clean and fun. Yeah. <laughs> and we got a couple more, but Jimmy's kind of our, our go-to guy. If he's around. I know he, we know he's more than capable of doing it, you know. And he's got that kind of stuff. He's got this family stuff, and oh, okay. so yeah, he's doing that. Clean is hard, man. No, it's not. For it's, me, it is. I, not, I fuck not. is part of my vocabulary. It's not. If if the fuck if the fuck is making the joke laugh, unless the fuck is is specifically a unless the fuck is unless the the fuck is is the specific punchline. Which, by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't let anybody tell you that that's a Yeah, I have one that says, what the fuck did you just say? There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. I don't like when people tell you. Should no, there's nothing wrong with that. It just means you can only do that joke in certain places at certain times. And there's going to be times where you can't do it, like a TV thing or something like that. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But usually just because you say fuck, you take the fuck out of the joke, you still stand on its own. Well, it depends unless, on the subject matter. Unless the fuck is the, the part of the thing. Well, or the subject matter. If you're talking, right. if you're talking about sex. You know, it's not going to be a clean joke. No, no matter how you, no matter how you swing it, you can it. clean. You can take all you the can curse clean it up and out. get it on television if you if you try. Maybe it, right? unless it's specifically about a sex act, right? And, you know, then you can't do that. Or if it's just something graphic that's not, you don't say fuck or dirty right. words in it. Have right. you ever done a clean show and then fucked up in the middle of it? No, no, <laughs> no. If you ask, if you tell me, I need you to do a clean show. I come in and do a clean show because I agreed to do this show. There was a time when I got offered big money to do a church. I was like, I'm not the act you want <laughs> <laughs> because I, ca- I can't pull off an hour of, of what you need. Oh, okay. No, I don't, I don't do that. I don't believe in that. I don't respect comics who do that. I let out half a fuck once and I caught it. Cut yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a thorough in when they would want, yeah. they basically want you to limit. If you were the headliner, you could get away with more. The MCs, they didn't want any like, I think you could say shit, but you couldn't say fuck. Uh, the middle act, which is what I was, they let you get away with it a couple times. They really didn't want you to. And I would be like, all oh, right, I can take those out. No big deal. And then one time, just because, you know, the muscle memory, mm-hmm. I said, what the fuck? And then I just caught it. And the, the the manager didn't even notice it. I told her, I was like, ah, oh, sorry. I actually halfway let fuck the out. Crowd probably she was like, oh, I didn't even, I didn't even pick up on that. So, mm-hmm. and the, the, you know, it's, and I was probably able to say it a couple times anyway. I was just doing that just, just because they didn't want dirty openers but uh you know sometimes you're if you're just kind of going through the motions you'll say it the way you normally say it and you'll forget and you'll you'll throw that word out there uh, people do colleges and they say fuck once accidentally yeah. and, and then you never come back because wow. somebody from the on a fucking, college somebody from the fucking thing is there and maybe like, well, we yeah. don't like that kind of language and yeah you said no if you agree to do the gig 
and you you took the restrictions and you you agreed to the shit. You, if they change the rules only right before you go on, that's, that's not fair. <laughs> that happens. By the and way, that shit ain't fair. Uh, like, well, I know you drove three hours. You but, didn't say uh, this before I went up on fucking set. Before yeah. I got here, it's like well, I'm I not the act for you. Yeah. Do you Did turn you, around and drive home? No, you go in there, you do what you do, get your money. You're probably never going to work the venue again, but so. Well, you can clean up your act on the fly. It's just not as funny. It's not mm. fun. So you'll it's have a mediocre set. And you get your money. You don't do that. You don't do the show again. You don't do the show again because they don't think you're funny. They don't want you back. Fine. <laughs> Fine. That's your fault. Hey, actually, there's a, a party of 12-year-olds for a birthday here. Oh, right. Yeah. So could you just not be dirty now? And you're going on in two minutes. I had a yeah. whole set one time in Adams Morgan. I wrote it out. And it's dirtiest like dad jokes and i had dirties and it was at a pizza bar and yeah. i was ready to i was yeah i got to set i'm gone and i get up on stage and it's literally a family eating pizza right yeah. in front of me and i was yeah. just like it ruined i bombed so yeah. badly that's because people that's because people think you can just put comedy anywhere mm. like these the broads last night i know you guys are new at this that's Do what you? yeah that's what they said yeah are you kidding me <laughs> there's some other broads different broads fucking broads broads because uh, they were trying to like act like older the comics women. were the issue because one of the comics went up and laid into them and they were like I know you guys are new at this but you know you should be able to deal with crowds like us yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> should, look we he should be did, able to be dicks he did deal with we should yeah he crowd. did like he dealt with you so shut the fuck up yeah. we should be able to be assholes everywhere we go so yeah. you guys should, entitlement you guys yep. should deal with that you want to guess the race <laughs> no <laughs> they're trying to take the white girl title back yeah the, heck, the white girls have had the heckler title for a long time Trump supporters are trying to take it back yeah but white girls are, are not letting it go you know <laughs> drunk white girls because you got what was it the bachelorette party the birthday party the engagement party just the it's all about me it's yeah. my night what about me no one a grown ass woman walks in your fucking club with a sash on and her name on it or a tiara uh, it's a long name and as something in the shape of a dick just, it just something it depends a straw perhaps yeah, I've, I've discovered that it, it took a while but i discovered that it depends sometimes they are really there to sit and listen to the comedy like the birthday girl last night yeah. she literally might have been because probably her idea she didn't say nothing what's the what was the age range you thought this was she was 30 mm. she was turning 30 and i know she was 30 because her fucking friends kept saying it, yeah. said she was 30 872 times that's how i know she was 30. that means you've had 30 of these to get used to how to deal with them <laughs> right that, that, that's not a special thing you should learn how to have a birthday she and she didn't she wasn't crazy in a while and it was them you I know. think her friends asked her, what do you want to do? And she said, I want to go to a comedy show. And her friends were like, oh, all right. And then so this girl who's turning 30 was watching the comedy show. And her yeah. friends were like, oh, I want to fucking get drunk though and crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's about time yeah. to shake off your other friends, 30. About that's, about, that's about that age. <laughs> it's about time to shake you know. them off. It's about you know, that okay, time. I can't be around. Yeah. These people anymore. These bitches. <laughs> I've grown. These bitches. I've grown bitches. bitches loose. Yeah. So oh, this will be our last birthday party together, bitches. Yeah, bitches leave. <laughs> that's how, that's how bitches that, leave. That's how that night ended. Bitches leave. Oh, man. <laughs> that's how that night so, ended. So, Caitlin, what are you left. doing now? Bitches leave. Bitches leave. <laughs> then they stumbled across the street after the show and yeah. went to that bar. It went big. Was it PJ something or something? Bitches over there. Yeah. Yeah. What time wars are we at? Hour four. Did we get any emails? No, I don't think so. Okay, that's fine. You motherfuckers. God damn it. Let's talk about um, uh, uh, 
I'm not your Negro. Now? You are not. Sure. Spoiler alert. You know what I'm about? Yeah. No, I'm just saying because we're going to make this an hour and 55 minutes. Uh, we'll, we'll stretch it. We'll, we'll, I'm not saying we'll clip it short. We'll but, do like 15 uh, minutes on it and see where we are. Yeah. All right. So, and so uh, Dom and I, those who follow us on uh, Facebook, follow three guys on and whatnot, know that we went to go see uh, I Am Not Your Negro. Didn't invite me, though. Yeah, night. You just you got to let us have something, white man. Yeah, <laughs> before we. Bring I'm as you far in. away as Dominic. We live in the same area. Well, you got the dog and all that. No, nah. Dominic's just got a fucking son. I mean, yeah. No, I can make. <laughs> time. I just abandoned I, him. I <laughs> that night. I couldn't have made time. Actually, had you said we're getting together, but I yeah. can. Fucking I'm going structure. to go see it. I'm going to go see it again, though. Yeah, so. I'm going to see it myself. I don't care. <laughs> Guys, I'll, it's I'll not playing a, anywhere near us, Andy. I know. Uh, it does. You notice that shit? they don't get out that way. That's in East Street. I mean, there is an Alamo Draft House out there, which. Kind of place. There's like five movie theaters where we live yeah, at within ten miles. Yeah. yeah, they're all like, they're playing like Zero Dark Thirty, uh, Seal Team John Six. Wick. They're playing John, John Wick too, Wick on which is a badass movie though. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go see that. But those too. artsy movies, those small movies, you got to go. Uh, you know, to either Sherlington or E Street. I thought it would have been at that what Mosaic one, but it wasn't there. Or Arc Like Fairfax. Is that Arc Like? Yeah, that's a great yeah. ass theater. Well, I saw, maybe it'll I, get I saw there. Twelve Years a Slave there while eating a muffin, a half eaten muffin, because that movie made me stop eating that muffin. Mm. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, I'm done. I've always wondered about that. Like you go see a Sears movie and you've got popcorn. I yeah. eat pretzel bites during I am not your Negro. So. <laughs> he did <laughs> eat the pretzel bites. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he did eat the pretzel bites. I put them down respectfully, like halfway. Like, right. okay, I need to knock this shit. Well, it really made me say, I got to go see. I'm not. I got to go see this. This cat, Jeff Embler, who uh, the white dude who lives across the way from me. You've seen his name on the list. He's a done of comedy times. a couple yeah. times. Yeah. yeah, he did a class. He's an improv alum. He. Um, he sent me a Facebook message. Hey, have you seen I'm Not Your Negro yet? And I was like, oh boy. He was like, I've seen it. And I was like, oh, the white man beat me to it. And it's February too. I got to go. I got to go see this. Yep. You know, so then we, we went. And um, okay, those who don't know the story, it's James Baldwin. It's not a, a bio picture. It's not an autobiography. It's not a biography. It's, it's not, not a documentary. It's not, it's not a documentary. It's not that. It's He, he had written some writings on Malcolm X. Martin Luther King and, and Medgar. He was he knew all three of them. He was friends with all three of them. They all died within about a year of each other. About five years. Uh, I say die. They were all assassinated. Malcolm X was sixty three, right? Yeah, and then and Martin Luther King was sixty eight. That Martin died. That's five years. Medgar, Medgar Evers. Died. When did he die? Sixty two. I think it was the year before early, Malcolm. Yeah. Okay. So he knew all of them, and he maybe Malcolm was sixty five. Yeah. You it wasn't sixty three. I think Malcolm was. 65. So he was working on on a piece about all three of them which by the way I went by the bookstore and I bought some Baldwin yesterday you said that transcripts book right I just bought it to you I just bought it I just bought it uh, yesterday Malcolm X died February 21st 1965 okay in Washington Heights New York Imperial Hotel Uh, Martin Luther King of course April 4th 68 yeah and 68, 65, 68. Medgar Evers was assassinated June 12th, 63 in Jackson, Mississippi. So it was almost like two, two and a half years. Right. Yeah. So it was... So he was working on a piece of... On on pieces about them and he had about 30 pages in when he died. Um, James Baldwin died in the 80s? Right. He was working on this, trying to bring it all together in his mind. And uh, I think cancer got him. And he was a, he wrote like fiction too. He was a right because I bought I bought one of his fiction books. Which James one was that? Baldwin died in eighty seven, December first, eighty seven. Right. I was in. He was a year that old. Wasn't year he? graduated high school. No, I think it was like 63 years old. He died in France. Uh, yeah. He was born in nineteen twenty four. Lived in France. 
He was 55 when he started writing this thing, I believe. That's what okay. he said in the... Yeah, yeah let me see. His, uh, early on December 1st, 87, some sources say late November 30th, Baldwin died from stomach cancer right, yeah. in St. Paul de Vence, France, uh, and he was buried in New York, so they brought right. him back. That's burial. a shitty cancer to have, too. It's like bone cancer, just yeah. hurting all the time. Ooh. Hurting all the time. You can't eat. You can't do that. Yeah. At the time, he had an unfinished manuscript called Remember This House, a memoir of his personal recollection of civil rights leaders Medgar Evers, That's Malcolm X, yep. and Martin That's Luther it. King. That was it. Following his death, publishing company McGraw-Hill took the unprecedented That's step them. of suing his estate to recover the $200,000 advance they had paid him for the book. <laughs> Although the lawsuit was dropped by 1990, the manuscript forms the basis for Raoul Peck's right. 2016 documentary film, I am not your Negro. So he took the manuscript and then he added in. It was he, about 30 pages he had. Right. So he had him, uh, he has Sam Jackson narrating off the manuscript. And then he he added in his speeches and and riots from the 60s juxtaposed against Ferguson and stuff like that. And he just how how similar they look. and TV appearances? TV appearances and him blasting people in TV appearances. On the Dick Cabot show. Oh, yeah. Just destroying people and doing doing lectures at, at universities and stuff like that. So he cut all this stuff together and it goes by pretty quick. Uh, it's a fast-paced movie and there, there's a lot of times where you hear black people say, yep, that's right. <laughs> Motherfucker. You know, you hear a lot of but that. That's because the pretzel bites are really good though. Yeah. I, yeah <laughs> only if really that's good. all that was. I laughed out loud at one point. Yeah. He said, and then they just call, and then they call you bitter. I started laughing. <laughs> oh, inappropriate. Yep, <laughs> they call you bitter. I've been called bitter many times. There was so many. There's, I'm not. There's no way I can spoil this movie for you by talking about it because it's not like that. It's not like there's a plot. Yeah. And then what happens? Do they die? You know, it's not a plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gave up. Spoiler alert. It's just about and John his, Wick comes in and saves yeah, everyone. It's just about his. Just the things he was saying, like the one that really struck me was was Martin Luther King at 25 saying, you know, people when people will say that you're wrong to standing up, it's your duty to stand up and say something. Mm -hmm. That's your duty. When I took from that part, I was talking to D'Angelo about this yesterday, was like, you know what's funny is that whenever I see Martin Luther King Jr. on screen or you talk about him, you look at him like he's this, because of his wisdom, he's this much older Yeah, he was like 26. Person. He was 36 when he died. 39. He was 26 yeah, 30, when the shit yeah. started. He was yeah, that's what, the, and then the movie, yeah. when they, that hit me, when he said, um, Baldwin says to the point that um, Ma- Martin Luther King, he took up the torch at 26, Six. and I was like, what? Yeah. yeah, you don't think that. He yeah. didn't, he didn't, he wasn't even 40 years old when he yeah. died. Right. You're like, oh shit, that's, you know. He had a long life ahead of him. Yeah. You know, and Malcolm was, you know, man, Medgar was probably the oldest of them at that time. Maybe, but hey, he probably died young because he died early. No, first. I think he says that they all died before 40. Yeah, you know, and it was, yeah, he did say that. Hmm. And it was uh, that, and it was like, watching the movie for me was like vindication. It was very much a vindicating feeling. Medgar Evers uh, died at 37. Yeah, see? Assassinated. All of them assassinated. And it was very much a vindication of, yeah, I'm right. I am right. You know, I don't take any, and but I don't take any joy in that feeling of rightness. Mm. I, I always have to preface that when I tell people that. Whenever I say I'm just, I'm tired of being right about this shit. You know, I don't take any joy in in knowing the darkness that's going to happen. I don't take any joy. in That's that the being, first self like, defense yep, tactic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when white people are like, "Oh, why?" Are you? It's not. They get really defensive when you. They think you're gloating or you're just trying, yeah. and that's not the point. I'm not gloating. 
Malcolm X was three months shy of turning 40. Yeah. See, they all died before 40. And Martin Luther King was 39. You know. Uh, yep, he had turned 39, I guess, earlier that year in January. He got assassinated in April. So he yeah. had just turned 39. Yeah, so he said how any if you're a white man, you're German, you're a Pole, you're Irish, you're anything that's white, and you say, give me liberty or give me death, and you are praised. You're held up and you're praised as, that's yes, you're fighting. But if you're a black man and you say, give me liberty or give me death, you are killed because you are dangerous. Yep. You are dangerous, and so they kill you. They either kill you mentally or they kill you. Me and Jeff were talking about it. Jeff Jeff Ember were talking about it online. He was saying the line that struck him was how there's, yeah, there's racism everywhere. When people think it's just the South, but it's also in the North. He said, it's just how do they castrate you? Yeah, I remember that line. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, because that's exactly the feeling is how can I emasculate you? They try to emasculate Malcolm, uh, the president, Barack Obama. They try to emasculate him all the time. They try to emasculate his his manhood. They try to make him less than. He better not do this. To the this point of saying yeah. Putin on a horse with his shirt off is a real man. Is a real man. You yep. try to the, the subtext him. of that is Obama is not, not a real, a real man. man. You try. They only do that to black men. You try to emasculate us. You know, but you try to build up someone in Donald Trump who, in my eyes, is less than a real man. He there's nothing manly about Donald Trump. There's nothing manly about a man who has to who has to take from women. There's nothing manly about that. You have to take from women. There's nothing manly about that. Where you have to take from other men to make yourself feel better. There's nothing manly about that. What do you take from other men? You take you take their fealty. You know, you have to be loyal to me. I don't demand that you be loyal to me. Just be loyal to me. You be you're loyal to me because I in, I endear you to be loyal to me. You're not loyal to me because out of fear to me. That's not true loyalty. And it's not friendship. You're loyal to me because you know I'm loyal to you. Who is Donald Trump loyal to? Nobody. Well, that's that age range too. His like that 60, 75 ish age range where yeah. white men didn't have to. Uh, they didn't have to do much to push their power because it was right. already built in. You know right. what I mean? So they didn't have to worry about pushback right. or anything like that. So now. In their say thirties or forties, you know what right. I mean. They didn't have to deal with that because it was already built right. in restrictions in whatever system right. or limitations. Um, and now, when they're in their sixties, seventies, they're like, "Oh, what? What? What is all this?" Right. Like they're scared because their power's gone these away. Young white men want that back. Yep. And that's all this election is about. Is everything Baldwin was talking about? It's just a whiteness reset. That's all this election was. Everything they say about about uh, jobs. None of that is true. People want to talk about jobs. None of that is true. People just want jobs. Just a reset to whiteness. And what's maddening for somebody who's black, maddening and regular, just a regular thing is that liberal white people going, well, you just have to know how to respect you. You have to know how to talk to these people in middle America and blah, blah, blah. You don't want to talk about the fact that they're racist? Well, no. I mean, that doesn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, it does. It's just about the reset of whiteness. We have to reset whiteness to to uh, uh, being above everything else. We got to reset that. We have to reset it. We have to reestablish whiteness. And that's all that's in the about. It's always been like that down to this country because right-minded white people won't talk about it, which again makes them not right-minded. They, they also get pushed out of the power. Yeah. They don't They don't get to have the power yeah. anyway. You know? I watched Tim Kaine talk about Jeff Sessions on on Chris Matthews' show. Tim Kaine said, 
I can't vote for Jeff, Jeff Sessions. You know, he's dangerous. And then he says, listen, I like Jeff Sessions. I've served with Jeff Sessions. I like Jeff Sessions. I call Jeff Sessions a friend. But, and then he ran down a list of how he thinks he's wrong on civil rights. He'll be dangerous for civil rights and he'll be this and that. Okay, why is he your friend? Right. What, what's he your friend for? Tell me why he's your friend. Because the thing he's dangerous for doesn't affect doesn't him. Do, right. Exactly. He can, why would you be friends with somebody? He can compartmentalize like that. that. White people get to do that, you know, and that's why it keeps going. That's why Baldwin's words are still so uh, relevant and still last and are still are here. And it's not just this country. In France, like, they raped a cop. They raped a guy with a baton. Oh, with the plunger. And with a baton. Why did I say plunger? But then, they said, but then they said, well, it's not rape because it was accidental. Well, how did his pants come off accidentally? Accidentally. Wait, the baton. All they keep he saying fell on is, the baton? All they keep saying is it was accidental. They haven't given the scenario of what makes it accidental. How is it accidental? He had okay. pants on. Did right. he have a dress on? Well, I mean, they, I don't know. Was he wearing a kilt? Were they, wait, were they, was it one a of those things where no draws? they were going to just like rape him with just a tip and then they put it all the way in? It like tore, what is, It tore him up. But how is it like, if you're, well, that's my point, if you're, if you're dealing with that area, what was the intention? Right. To just, to just go around it a little bit? Right, right. right. Not insert? If you make a, a, a smacking hitting motion, like yeah. I want to hit him on the ass. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's only one motion that, could make a baton go into someone's ass unless it was like unless it was lucky to the point you know how they do those full length uh shots in in uh in hockey with like yeah. the little like the little space for the puck to go through and right. it's like you gotta hit right. it just perfect right. unless the guy swung the baton just perfectly no. and yeah. it just accidentally went in this guy's ass seven or eight times right then that makes sense otherwise it's not an accident that's teach you a lesson type shit right that's all that is yeah. right i'm gonna make you my bitch yeah it's right. it's, it's trying to emasculate. emasculation of black men <laughs> emasculation and that's in france it's it happens everywhere to black people it happens everywhere to black men it just it happens everywhere to us and even there the police and even there people are defending the cops you know there was three other cops there there's other cops on the force you mean to tell me all those other cops on the force are like oh yeah it happened accidentally are you are you kidding right the other cops on the force aren't like, get those fucking guys off this force. They're not doing that. Those guys can't be police anymore because they're barbarians. You are a barbarian if you stick a baton in someone's ass. You are a barbarian. Or a, in a frat. Yeah, which makes you, you know what? And you're in a frat and you do that, you're also a barbarian. They do that shit in you're, a, you're a sick fucking barbarian. That's part of that. I've never That's gotten that part. The same mentality of like, I'm going to knock you down a peg down by a peg. pegging you. Yep. Yeah, right. And then... And then uh, we're gonna have a hierarchy because I've pushed you down. And when you get to be an upperclassman, you get to you get to you put do things in men's asses also. Else. And it's it's barbaric, it's a barbaric thing, and it's all laid down from slavery. Now we got Christians defending Donald Trump. Um, oh, I saw that post you threw. Yeah, I mean, this is that slavery. It's slavery bullshit. That's why slavery was beaten into. Oh, the old Baldwin says that shit too. That's why yeah. he 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 said I, w- I never joined the NAACP. He? I never I took my way out of the church because of Christianity. Mm-hmm. And his biggest part of Christianity was... Uh, forgiveness. F- not forgiveness. What did he... The example was, you know where the most racist day in America Sunday, is? Yeah, Sunday. High, yeah. noon, on, high noon yeah, on Sunday. That's Malcolm X quote, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I, either Malcolm took it for him or he or, took it yeah, for Malcolm, but, and they yeah. were both using it. Yeah, but Baldwin says yeah. it like <laughs> in a comeback. I think Baldwin says in a clip that I've seen online... Attributes Malcolm X yeah. uh, that quote. Either way, that's a powerful. Yeah. The most segregated time in America is Sunday morning. Sunday at morning, yeah, yeah. 
and we worship the same God. I went to buy. Ava was asking me some some stories about. We reading the children's version of the autobiography of Obama yesterday. A couple of days ago, we were reading that, and um, they were talking about Muslim because he's Indonesian. It's Muslim. She was like, "What's Muslim?" I was like, "Oh, it's another religion." And, and, you know, uh, she was. It's, it's studying Islam. Oh, so, so I was like, "Oh, well, I was in a bookstore. So well, let me see if I can find some books." on different types of religion for children, a compare and contrast or something like that. Let me just look and in, in, I'm in I'm here, let me just see. All the books were the white Jesus. Oh, yeah. All of them. I'm not buying that. Why would I buy that? That's not Jesus. It's not Jesus. So I wouldn't even even if I was just going to buy a book about Christianity, I wouldn't buy that book. <laughs> I wouldn't buy that book because that book is not true. So why would I why would I buy that? If that Jesus don't look like Lenny Kravitz on the cover of that book, I'm not buying it. <laughs> Is he in playing American Woman? Did they even have leather pants back then? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not buying. I don't even think they. That's you not. You got to look like Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> you can. It can be dreadlock Lenny or it could be baby Afro Lenny. Either one, but he's got to look like Lenny Kravitz. Right. <laughs> he's coming off the cross. Yeah. Baby, it ain't over till it's over. <laughs> if he don't look like that, then I ain't buying it. You know. It was. It's a. It's a really powerful movie behind all the other movies I've seen. You know, and it's the first one of this year, but man, it's, it's, I'm, I keep telling myself the blackest movie this year is probably going to be the planet, the next Planet of the Apes movie, but what is right that? now, this is, <laughs> man, Planet of the Apes is black shit, dog. Have you seen the Planet of the Apes one? I love Planet of the Apes. I'm talking about this last one now with Caesar. Rise yeah. of the, that was yeah. black shit, man. All that shit was black shit. The, all right, I'm the, gonna have to the, study the, this now the, with this. The, 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 this the, now. It's all black shit. The apes, the apes are standing for black folks. I'm trying to tell you, man. Black folks are Native Caesar Americans. Caesar wasn't playing no games in the second one, though. See, I haven't seen that one. Black, the, that's it's that really good. good. It's on demand. That's why that was really good. Watch the way the 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 the, the one dude Cobra acts. He's a black dude. He's a black dude. Shucking and jiving. She shucked and jived his way in, and then he got, and then he laid Rex shot. I was, as soon as he did that whole scene with Oh, Koba was the fucked up one, right? Well, the that turned one, right? him on. Uh, he was shucking and he shucked and jiving and white like, folks, yeah. and they were like, yeah, okay, yeah. And he was tap dancing for him, and they picked up a gun, shot the shit out of him. That's black <laughs> shit, man. Come on, man. <laughs> so I'm like, this shit that's coming, it's going to be the blackest movie. But I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm not your Negro. And by the way, this shit is called an I'm not your nigger, because he says it at the end, I'm not your nigger. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not sure. But you need a question you need to ask yourself is why you invented nigger. Why did you need to invent nigger? And white Americans not going to ask themselves that. Just like that thing we were watching with George Carlin, when that guy just added him about, "Are you ashamed of this country?" Oh no, I'm not ashamed of this country. Yeah. What he means to say is, I'm not ashamed of whiteness. Is yeah. What he meant to say, white people did okay by black people in Katrina, and I'm not ashamed of it. Is this the Baldwin clip you're talking about? Because it's on. Is this the trailer or something? Well, I know this. This is the actual. Anyone has ever tried to live Is that the one they put up? Let me see. Uh, so what you say about? Yes. Yes. That is the somebody one. else. You know. That's the one they claim. Anybody else? But it means you. Yes. What I think of you as being is dictated by my own necessities, my own psychology, my own um, fears and desires. I'm not describing you when I talk about you. I'm describing me. Now, here in this country, we've got something called a nigger. Mm-hmm. It doesn't in such terms, I beg you to remark, exist in any other country in the world. 
we have invented the nigger. I didn't invent him. White people invented him. I've always known, I had to know by the time I was 17 years old. What you were describing was not me, and what you were afraid of was not me. It had to be something else. You had invented it, so it had to be something you were afraid of, and you invested me with it. Now, that's so. No matter what you've done to me, I can say to you this, and I mean it. I know you can't do any more, and I've got nothing to lose. And I know, and I've always known. No. And really always. That's part of the agony. I've always known that I'm not a nigger. But if I am not the nigger, and if it's true that your invention reveals you, then who is the nigger? I am not the victim here. I know one thing from another. I know I'm going to born and I'm, I'm going to be, you know, I was born, I'm going to suffer and I'm going to die. And the only way you get through a life is to know the worst things about it. I know that a person is more important than anything else. Anything else. I learned this because I've had to learn it. But you still think, I gather, that the nigger is necessary. Well, it's unnecessary to me, so it must be necessary to you. Smoking a I give you your problem back. You're the nigger, baby, isn't me? You're the nigger, baby. <laughs> yeah, he's got a, he's he's a, he turned into a pimp at the end. Like, how do you turn into a pimp at the end? You're the nigger, baby. This whole swag was on 100 the whole time. You, you're the nigger, baby, not me. You're the nigger, baby. Like, what, what I tell you in the story, you know when a, a you know when an old dude's about to tell you about yourself when he crosses his legs and starts yeah, dusting does, his pants does off. Does this cross right here? <laughs> does his pants, pick some lint off not his the, pants a little bit. What would bit. be called the womanly cross yeah. where you just cross your leg over like that? Put his knees on his hands on his knees. He's about to dig in yeah. your ass. <laughs> he sits kinda, back. He messes, he does his crease. <laughs> he does his crease, smooths his crease out. <laughs> he does that, he does that one. Not the man, the, the widespread crawl. Not that one, that tight. Right. Right. The crease where you can see the shoe and the Rocking sock. Rocking that front foot you back. You can yeah, see yeah. the sock. Yeah, he's kind of tapping the front foot. It's <laughs> like everybody else just kind of leans back, like, here it comes. You about to get Because he did that to that dude. They brought that. On the Dick Cavett. Dick Cavett. And this this professor comes out from the back. Oh, I'm a professor of psychology. And I was just I don't agree with that. I, mean, I agree with some of it. I don't agree with anything. And I told Nancy, he's about to get in his ass. Watch, <laughs> watch this. Somebody about to get fucked up. <laughs> a lot of pregnant pauses. Now, six second wait. <laughs> Oh yeah. shit! <laughs> He's it was funny. No, he was respectful. Like it's yeah. funny how when you see those clips, like when they did have dialogue back and forth between, or uh, debates back and forth between Baldwin and like Buckley or whoever it was. Yeah, they would shut the fuck up. There's and intellectual let you, curiosity. Yeah, they wanted to. They were curious about the other person's answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instead of trying to catch them in yeah. something and and win, it yeah. was like it. Which we talked about before. That's what like guys like Bill O'Reilly do. They the question is a setup. Yeah, he's not actually curious about the answer. I always feel like uh, you can't, you can't fight the truth. And when it comes to racism, there's simple truths, and you can't. You're simply trying to defend the truth, so you you can't. If you're Buckley, there's no truth to what you're saying. There's literally not. Well, black people aren't as intelligent as as, as, as white people. And well, that's not true. That's demonstrably not true. I can prove that. Well, I just kind of have a feeling that, you know, <laughs> well, the black people in this country need to, well, no, everything you're saying is not is not right. <laughs> that's so. why I, I think that's how the, well, he was a 
sociology person or something. Yeah. And that's what he said. He was like, he was telling Baldwin, his response was, um, why do we always have, we have to, to bring up race? Like, yeah, and this, yeah. Was in, this was in the 60s. Yeah, <laughs> and he was telling him, was like, he told Baldwin, he said, you have more in common basically with a white intellectual than you do with a regular brother on the street. Yeah, and like, I have... Just like I don't have anything in common, the white guy was saying, I don't have anything in common with the blue-collar worker. Okay, yeah. stop right there. The thing is that what what, white, what he's basically saying to Buckley to Baldwin is that you're one of the good ones. Yep. That's basically what he's saying. I'm one of the good ones, too, because I'm not like the blue-collar worker. Yeah. What you fail to understand about black people is, is that I am that person. You know what I mean? I am the brother on the street. He's trying to say you've transcended race. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I don't, I do, but I am that I am that brother on the street. But also, it's, it's that's kind of an insulting thing anyway. Even if yeah. James Baldwin is, has reached the, I'm not black, I'm OJ level. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's got Great family members right. and friends and right. people he grew up with but if, uh, who you, are still suffering. You can go the route of OJ, though. Yeah. And, and, and do Distance the, uh, yourself from all of My cousin and I were talking about that, is that when you're black and you're growing up and you've got it, too, that don't be like what you're talking about. Don't, don't be like them niggas mm-hmm. over there. Yeah. Don't be like those niggas over there. you got to be better. It's respectability politics. And then at some point, if you have any kind of wokeness, I'm doing air quotes, wokeness, you realize, depending on whatever age, that when you realize that is when you become woke. It's like, wait a minute, I am those niggas over there. I can read a book, so what? This doesn't make me right. not those niggas over there. And uh, also, why why can't you advocate it's, for them niggas over yeah, there? Yeah, it's like well, it's like so you're above all this, so you should yeah. just be selfish and close yourself off yeah. to other people's problems. Why can't you say, well, I'm going to use my platform to advocate for people who may even be related to me, right. who I still care for. Who are the guy on the street or the right. blue collar guy, whatever you want to say, the the right. beneath guy? Mm-hmm. Only the white woman can advocate. Yeah, that's so. where you end up with a movie, Michelle Pfeiffer and Dangerous Mind. That's how you end up with Dangerous Mind. Only the white woman gets to advocate <laughs> for those that for those that are beneath, or as like that movie, The Arrival, <laughs> that was just out. The arrival was it The Arrival. With the uh, the one that was, oh, that was yeah, just yeah. out, yeah. Oh, the aliens movie, the alien movie. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's that. what Lambert said. He was like, "It's just it's just dangerous minds in space." <laughs> <That's> <laughs> just a funny bring a white woman in to, to talk to the talk to the black aliens. Does she have a leather jacket on? Because that's the only how she can talk. It's to just dangerous <laughs> minds in space. Cool one thing, like one thing, you black people don't have enough is. Shakespeare. Yeah. It's going to be Shakespeare. We're going to learn poetry from Dylan yeah. Thomas. Yeah. Or we're going like, to learn, learn how to dance. Yeah. Although I'll give it up to that guy. That's actually kind of a true thing with the dude. So you think you can dance? He started that dance program in Harlem. Mm. That to me is not about, uh, that to me is about access. He started a dance program. That's the one with um, the guy who played uh, Antonio Banderas. The dance. It was they were dancing, and they had a dance contest at the end, and naturally they lost. But you got served? No, not you. Uh, oh, Cheyenne? No, it was it was ballroom dancing. Uh, bring it on. No, the drumline movie. No, oh. it's Antonio Medes. Not it's nothing like that. <laughs> it's like a serious like right. It was it was trying to be in the vein of Dangerous Minds, but it's not Dangerous Minds. Dangerous hips. Yeah, dangerous <laughs> hips, dangerous feet. Where he taught them, he taught them ballroom dancing. And, uh, and through the power of dance, yeah, yeah, he taught them how to respect. Taught them how to do the flamenco, the Gypsy Kings. Yeah, well, he no, nah, he taught them like the waltz and the and the this and the that, and you know, standard ballroom dances. Because he was a ballroom dance teacher, but he lived in Harlem, 
So he wanted. To, it's a true story. The mm. guy, the guy's still there teaching dance. It's like the guy that does the fencing, who sent like five people to the I Olympics. Saw that. No. It's the same thing. You know, you don't have the access to this thing until somebody's like, "Oh, I can do this thing," so I'll teach it to these people, and to those to those people, <laughs> those below people. Just so happens that this guy who started the fencing program is a black guy who who learned how to fence. So he was one of the good ones. Mm. And like you said, I'll go here and by offering fencing. He that the girl with the hijab who fought in the yeah, Olympics. Yeah. She's from out of his program. You know, oh, okay. Taught, she taught them fencing. They've been on Conan because he yeah. he sent like five or six people to the world championships. It's just access. There's a chess master who I I posted a video of the guy in the in Harlem not playing. He was playing in in some park in Manhattan. And he's playing this Jamaican dude. He's young. He's younger than us. But he's a chess chess grandmaster, black guy. And he's playing this older Jamaican dude, and the dude's trying to cheat. And he goes, "You cheating me? Oh no, I'm not cheating me. Yes, you are, Dread. You're trying to cheat me." So he he beat the guy in like ten, five moves. Oh, they were on the and clock. Then, yeah. Well, yeah. they were just playing in the park, oh, and then okay. he told the guy who he was. The guy didn't know who he was. He's a very famous chess master, but he has a program in Harlem where he teaches kids chess. You know, it's just access. He and, doesn't have to wear leather my wife's jacket hometown. They ha- yeah, he doesn't wear a leather jacket. In my wife's hometown, they have. Um, uh, a championship chess team, all Hispanic kids. They were on real sports in Brownsville, Texas. It's just access. So a lot of it's just access beyond just the Rutgers Park basketball, which, by called, the way, I'm not shitting on. That's yeah. important. I'm not shitting on that at all. It was called Chess Weekend, I believe. Yeah, Chess Weekend. That's <laughs> the name of the program. Chess Weekend. But it's also <laughs> different when you have someone who looks like you teaching you. Yeah. <laughs> it just is. Because that shows you, oh, I can do this too. Right. You know? And it stops bitch just being, oh, it's a white thing. No, it ain't. What was that movie when they taught the kids math? The fucking uh, Edward James. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gregorio would know the name of Ralph Thomas. Oh, uh, oh, fuck. Uh, 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 Mexicans be learning. (laughs) What's the name of that movie? Member? (laughs) (laughs) You member. (laughs) What's the name of that movie? Yeah, that was good. That was a good-ass movie. Yeah, I can't remember Diamond Phillips. uh, Edward James. Stand and Deliver? Stand and Deliver. That's what I Stand and deliver. Where he taught them math, they tried to cheat them. Yep. <laughs> Their parents didn't even believe they could do this shit. Why would you not believe your child can do some something? Why wouldn't you just be like, oh shit? They my- made them take the test again because they didn't believe yeah, them the first right. time. The first right. time. Hold on. Fifteen spicks got a hundred on this test. No, this yeah. shit cannot be in a row. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's been Jaime Escalante. Yep. <laughs> Jaime Escalante. All right, we gotta wrap up. Yeah, let's wrap this one We're up. Okay, people, we'll be back on um, Thursday. We'll be doing something with you guys go see i am not your negro i am not your nigga go see it uh read some baldwin just kind of pull up his quotes i think you'll find it interesting uh get it dominic on give me your social stuff please at big pr nerd on instagram and hit me up on facebook just look up dominic rivera and you'll see my big ass head in my profile If you are in the area, our last um, show at the Draft House in Arlington will be... 25th, right? In the green room? Do you have the date off the top of your head? You good with that? I, I think that's right. I'm yeah, because what is today? Today is the 11th. Yeah, that's the 25th, yeah, two yeah, weeks. There's not that many days in this um, Yeah, 25th. February 25th is the one. final open mic at the green room. Two weeks. Uh, three, three. We don't know if we're going to do, we're going to pre-book some Some people from out of town might be <laughs> coming. Some are coming. They want to come. Best some, of. some of the guys who some started. Some who started with us. And so it's not going to be the show where everybody just goes and gets on. We're not going to do that. Yeah, I'm we'll, gonna host and Andy, Andy, man, we might host it together. Yeah, we know. might. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We might have to involved though. as well. Yeah, but we are gonna have a little bit of a little bit of fun with it. Yeah, 
Oh, we are definitely gonna. Do. I, I think we should off mic, off mic. And then we're gonna we're gonna loot. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. loot. We're gonna bust the window loot out. Riot. We're gonna. Yeah. <laughs> you never put any niggas up on the wall, Sal. And then we're gonna bust the windows out. <laughs> yeah, gotta do that. <laughs> they don't need those windows anymore. We'll bust the windows up, and then uh, we pick it up on that next Saturday in D.C. So yeah. we'll be letting you guys know. Come see me if you're in the area. You want to do a date, two shows. Uh, Tomorrow night, Valentine's night at the Draft House. I'm opening for the Princess Bride. You can come see me pontificate about relationships and Trump a little bit. Come see me February 22nd at Rams Head Live in Annapolis, Maryland with go. Justin Schlegel and Rob Mayer. You'll be able to see me in May in um, in Magoobies in Baltimore. That ought to be fun. Do you know who you're open for? I don't know yet. He didn't have it up. He just said he had the date. So yeah. I said, okay. So uh, we'll be doing that. And... Uh, Dominic, no dates? Nah. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> February. I, I shot my load in February. Yeah. He's trying to raise his son over here. Trying to raise his son. Yeah. So, you guys come on back on um, uh, Thursday. We'll be here for you guys. Thanks so much. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And I'm Dominic Rivera. Why are you trying to sexy it up every time? Every time? Hey, girl. Every time. Hey, girl. We're three on, guys you on. you want me to turn your bass up for you? <laughs> yeah, please you turn yeah, it give me a little bass. Take the trouble down, please. Yeah, this is. And you we'll, wanna... we'll go through the whole thing again. All right. Yeah. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. And I'm Dominic Rivera. Here you go, girl. <laughs> hey, girl. Girl. Are your panties <laughs> wet now, girl? <laughs> <laughs> you got to go lower. Don't talk, girl. <laughs> Just, listen. Talk. Right. Just listen. Just listen. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys come on back. We'll be here for y'all. Thanks so much. We are out. We are out.